book, it's gonna kill you. Hello, welcome to Book It. I am your guest commissioner, Lil X Fudge, and here are your general managers, Damone D Money, Book It Boy of the Year, Alan. Since Keith isn't here, I guess I gotta do it myself. Ah, the hell. reigning, defending Book It Boy of the Year, Damone D Money, Alan. Uh, I don't even know why I bothered. <laughs> uh, that was well rehearsed. Uh, we also got the bad guy, Kenny. Yes, it is I. And uh, then we got Orpheus. Prime time, <laughs> Travi T. Saving the best for last, the main eventer, your tribal chief. You're not my tribal me. chief. No, I, I refuse. Nobody's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we are starting the final round of our seemingly everlasting series of the Book It Verse, where six shows, rosters, tons of match types, managers, anything you can think of regarding a wrestling promotion has been drafted and turned into longstanding storylines. Uh, so in today's beginning of round four the final of the big four we will have myself representing tna impact and travi t representing the wwe let me go ahead and read up the scores real quick for our week three since the people don't know kenny um so let me see for the pay-per-view three (coughs) it is excuse me mike with it was so close we had to get um to the was it the hundredth the thousands. <laughs> yeah. So we got Mike with three 3.241. Keith with 3.566. Damone with 3.833. Me with 3.948. Travis with 4.025. And John with 4.033. So John was our winner for week three or paper B3. 008. 008 is my new nickname. Uh, <laughs> but. And- we couldn't even do this in dollars and cents because it goes below a unit of the cent into currency that has not been imagined in the United States. So that is how close <laughs> these D-Money dollar ratings are running. It is, in terms of the year to date, it's anybody's ball game with currently Kenny at the top. I was going to say, tell him the year to dates. Yeah, Kenny's currently at the top. Well, let's see what else is going on down the list. Okay, so we got um, Mike with a... 3.270, Keith with 3.572, Damone with 3.621, Travis with 3.635, John with 3.777, and me with 3.803. So it's it's anybody's ballgame. I hated that, Damone. <laughs> good. I hate you too. And good good <laughs> afternoon, good evening to the broadcast, by the way. Shout out to you guys. What's up, broadcast? Let me the go ahead and like broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so continuing forward in our final round, 
where it's the, the final countdown. It is the final Man. countdown. Like, like I said earlier, we got me and Travis going this week, giving our final shows. So this is our last hey. chance to really top two shit. Yeah, top two. We, we we did have a dominant showing last week, so it's fitting that we start this week uh, giving the fans the best. Dominant is a stretch. <laughs> Speaking of dominant winners, we will be beginning with my show this week. So last time around, we had TNA's Judgment Day, which ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, we had the Eternal Deletion match between Matt Hardy and The Undertaker, and with them both going into the River of Reincarnation, and nobody knowing who came out TNA champion. I just want to say something before you go any further. Okay. You just be doing shit. (laughs) It works, And these motherfuckers keep rewarding you for it. 008, baby. (laughs) Like, you had snipers. You have an exploding bounce house. Like, you you let your fucking world championship just disappear. It didn't disappear. It was covered in soot. Nobody knows who the champion is. Okay, you let your champion disappear. (laughs) All right, so here's my philosophy on wrestling. I'll keep it short. It's about the entertainment. Realism, if I wanted realism, I'd go watch reality TV. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the fucking (laughs) gabagoo. This ain't reality. This ain't UFC. This is fucking pro wrestling. We have seven-foot zombies and fucking... Uh, there's fucking chicken suit. Who has fucking? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's edge of the edge, edge <laughs> You're right. We, there is fucking. Just that in and of itself also happened. Mark Henry <laughs> and May Young. Oh, and Viscera every match in 2006. <laughs> the just remember you said that. <laughs> so this uh, this go around, we will be having TNA Slammiversary. The pay per view theme will be. The popular TikTok song, Oops, by Young Gravy. The show. <laughs> by who? Young Gravy. I don't you, know who that is. If you don't listen to him, you should. He's, he's, he's fantastic. I probably. The, no like one that. knows who that is. Uh, so that's not really true. trying go, to age his show. Like, it's, like, he's like, that's not true. If you thing? literally go look at the audio for Oops, by Young Gravy and see the millions of uses it has. You're he said the millions. Stupid. And millions. I mean, I'm not even capping. So, like. I'm about to go look right now. All right. On Spotify. Tell me, fucker. Um, so, sure what, what's his name? Young Gravy? Yeah. I'm assuming there's not a not an Owen Young. No. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really worried about Young Gravy suing us for the rights to his music. <laughs> no, he, 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 yeah. he Oops isn't even his biggest song. It's his b- most recent, like most recent banger. But it is okay. he has other big songs too. His biggest song is Mr. Clean. That's a that's a banger as well. Also, uh, don't be throwing out the now. term banger like that. Don't just be <laughs> hey, throwing out facts. Weird it, it's like. facts. It's facts. Young Gravy, if you listen <laughs> to Damone, this show. you ready to hate him even more? Right. He has a song called Whip, Whip a Tesla. Go. <laughs> I actually <laughs> like Teslas. Just not Elon Musk. You right. fake ass bitch. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if Young Gravy or Elon Musk listens to this podcast ever, I, I hope they both like TNA Impact. Uh, but I'm only officially endorsing Young Gravy. It, it's still fuck Elon. Uh, so the show opens with Jeremy Borash backstage saying he's going to hand it over to a guest reporter, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen announces that he's here with a seven-time TNA champion, Dolph Ziggler, who is facing seven him. Seven-time? Seven-time, baby. This motherfucker been here a year. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he will be facing his brother in a Hollywood Hell match tonight. He asked, what the hell is a Hollywood Hell match anyway? I was about to ask the same thing, Keith. I'm not Keith. This is Stephen A. Uh, so Dolph clarifies that it's his own version of three stages of hell, where he can outclass his brother in an entrance competition, a table match at the Hollywood Stars Gala, and a Sunset Strip street fight. Hold up. An entrance competition. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it already. Go ahead. <laughs> but you, I'll give, but you give you a chance to try and save it. All right. And he says, now if you'll excuse me, I got to go get changed. So now we'll go into our first match, which will be the opener. Dolph Ziggler versus Ryan Nemeth in the Hollywood Hell match. So the video package shows <laughs> after Judgment Day, Ryan and Dolph begin trying to outdo each other in their matches by winning faster, showing off more, having cool entrances, and going the distance. On Impact, Dolph says he's going to embarrass number one contender Drew McIntyre at TNA Built Different, which is the pay-per-view before this. Uh, That's a pay-per-view for real? No, I, I just came up with that. I I do too. I was like, damn, that's good. Especially yeah. with the way he's he's playing to the much younger audience. He's trying to get teenagers. Trying yeah. to build generational audiences here. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Impact, when John's in charge of it, wasn't just like exclusive to TikTok. Honestly, that and the Comedy Central deal I got. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, at Built Different, uh, so he's going to embarrass Drew McIntyre, Built Different, faster than Ryan can win his opener match. Ryan beats Roderick Strong in the opener match, while Dolph loses to Drew after an immediate claymore following a distraction from Ryan. Dolph says Ryan isn't ready for the big leagues, and he's going to show him the dark side in Hollywood hell. So, first will be our entrance battle. This is a bad Lifetime movie. Dolph comes out to Poontang Boomerang by Steel Panther, performed live by the band. Poontang Boomerang? Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to be honest with you, I did not listen to these songs. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, by Steel Panther, performed live, and he's accompanied to the ring by Kim Kardashian. He's wearing a leather jacket with a sequin Hooters logo on the back over a, uh, over Kanye West, over a Kanye West Evolve shirt <laughs> as he shakes his ass to the pyro. <laughs> You've been all over the place for me so far, but that that petty the petty levels get you extra points for me. There's petty points for me. All right, so I get, I, like you know how we have taxes. You know how we have taxes. When people get petty, they get a stimulus package for me. <laughs> so if you don't stimulus. know anything about Ryan Nemeth, because he's kind of small time in AEW IRL at the moment, he's kind of really into skating and things like that. So he comes out to. Miami Vice, excuse Miami Ice, performed live by Young Gravy, uh, and he does skate tricks on a half pipe with Pyro going off as he lands the tricks. He then skates down the ramp through the fog. A panel of judges now rates the entrances. That panel includes Robert Roode, Goldust, and R Truth. R Truth votes for Ryan. Robert Roode, of course, votes for his fellow Dirty Dog, Dolph Ziggler. And Goldust, after seeming conflicted, votes for Dolph Ziggler. Dolph goes up one to zero. So they both go into these glass booths to go change for the upcoming match. As the next up is the Hollywood hey. Stars Gala. Glass booth. It's like so, a telephone, so, so, like a so telephone. This, this is a wrestling where it's like a modeling thing. Like they're legit, like modeling, never runway. 
And Tyler Breeze isn't in this. No, Tyler Breeze has other stuff going on. He's busy. He's, that's the main guy to put in this. <laughs> so they go into their changing booths. Uh, the panel, uh, the musical guests, and a few other superstars such as Enzo and Cass, Zack Ryder, and others sit at the tables for the Hollywood Gala and are served some fancy food. Uh, while young, what's great the crowd doing during all this? Enjoying themselves while our <laughs> truth and young gravy just share a bag of Takis. Uh, <laughs> Ryan and Dolph come out of the booth. Did you write that down? Yes. Ryan and Dolph <laughs> come out of their booths in suits, and the match begins with fists flying in the middle of the ring. Ryan throws Dolph across a table that Steel Panther is eating at and jumps on top of them. Steel Panther gangs up on Ryan and help Dolph until Young Gravy front flips onto all of them from the top rope without spilling the Takis. Wait, I have a question. What yeah, are the I, rules of this match? It's a table it's a tables match. match. Okay. But you said without spilling the Takis? <laughs> he did a front flip onto a ball without spilling his Takis. <laughs> so he's undercover brother now. He's just out here doing shit and not spilling shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... After Young Gravy hits that front flip on to Steel Panther and Dolph Ziggler, the guests clear the ring. Uh, Dolph lands a big super kick, and Ryan falls, on, falls onto the table. Dolph goes up to the top rope, but Ryan grabs a plate that the Miz was eating crab legs on and smashes him in the head. Crab legs? <laughs> and then he hops up to the top rope and hits an exploder superplex on Dolph through the table. They are now tied one-to-one. I never saw that coming. Uh... All right. <laughs> It's all right. And then, all right, so Ryan walks to his booth to change while Dolph crawls over to his, getting ready for the Sunset Strip street fight. As you know, in a street fight, you have to wear street clothes. That's a rule. Uh, We're staying true to the lore. So there's uh, a third fucking It's three stages of hell. Costume change? Three stages of hell, baby. Yeah, but you don't. You have to wear suits to a gala. You can't wear that to a street fight. <laughs> I love that they're like mid they have a match and they're like give me a second I gotta go change Dolph changes into a Motley Crew shirt and jeans before Ryan gets out of the booth Dolph runs and drop kicks Ryan's booth down Ryan comes out of it with only his board shorts on but throws his sandals across the ring at Dolph uh, Dolph runs up and kicks him in the nuts leading wait, to a zigzag wait the changing thing is in the ring no no like he uh Runs like around the ring and kicks down oh, okay. his booth. Uh, and then uh, R- Dolph kicks Ryan in the nuts and this gives him control for a little while. It takes him over to the announce table where uh, Dolph hits a zigzag on Ryan through the announce table. Uh, where did I land? There I am. The fight ends up in the crowd with Dolph being knocked into the fans. Ryan gets on the barricade to dive at him, but Dolph takes a chair from a fan and throws it at him mid-jump. The fight spills back to the ring where Dolph and Ryan grab chairs. Ryan grabs his and drop kicks Dolph's into his face. He then does the heart stopper onto the chair on top of Dolph, which is the 10 elbow drops. Uh, Ryan then grabs his skateboard, holds it in the air for a big applause, and then kind of like, you know how Triple H would do the uh, hammer? He does that to Dolph's stomach. He places the skateboard on the ground, and then he hits a Faymaster on Dolph through the skateboard and then pins him for the win. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start, I'm gonna start it real quick. I'm going to start it. Now, this oh, is wild. No. This is, I was going to start off with that. This is wild. I like the creativity. But I, but look, look so I got to be real, though. If oh, I'm God. watching this, 
and I'm watching two men go at it in three different match types, and then they stop and then go change clothes. First one's that ruins match. that ruins the momentum for me. First one wasn't the match. No, I'm just saying, just in general, like the first. Like, I'm just, I, I little, understand that. But the first one, they literally just judge his judge their entrances. No, no, I know that. I'm just saying though. But that's there were still two matches after that, and in that match, well, I, they I'm, I'm just that. I'm saying take the points off for not having a fucking first match. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's wild. I <sighs> do it. Do what you got to do, bro. Shut up, Travis. Quick conclusion. <laughs> I'm about to do I'm, what I got to do. Gonna get, I'm gonna give it a two. Ooh, that, that's, that's where I'm bad with it. The moment you go that's next. That's where I'm bad with it. Because I think the spots the, the spots were decent. The spots were decent. The, it's, the reason why it took <laughs> like the, went to a straight two, like it was, it was at a one from the beginning. Because the whole thing <laughs> was weird. And then I would say once it got to like real wrestling, that's when it got really good to me. Like it was funny, like it kept me entertained. But I, but if I'm gonna be real, I think I knew this was gonna be either low rated or high rated. I didn't know which. Uh, so I was oh, yeah. Take oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> this is wild. That's why I was like, I don't know how to take this. And I know if I was watching it, I'd be like, What the fuck am I watching? Gold dust. The big like, thing no, is, is no. it's all like Hollywood themed. So it all went to the theme. The Hollywood stars gala is a real thing. So you have to wear a fucking suit to that. And then you're not gonna have a street fight in suits. So you gotta put on like your fucking jeans and shit. So. Honestly, as weird as this would have sounded, it would have been better if they ripped off the suits. And oh, had I should have thought of that. I should have fucking thought of that. Honestly, I didn't. I mean, it's still it's still weird to me. That'd be like, what the fuck? Like, because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the jeans for the street fight. You know what I mean? You gotta have um, the jeans for the street fight. Yes, I, 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 had, well, I, I, have, I wanted to I like it, but it was weird. Well, I appreciate you sticking to the theme or the rules that street fights have to have straight clothes. I do agree. It is really weird to have them changing clothes next to like semi near each other mid match twice. Um, well, you see, Dolph did interrupt it the second time and take I do have to also dog you for not really having a first match because an entrance. Competition. I, I didn't know we were doing America's Next Top Model. But, <laughs> if there's um, any two people that would do it, the thing yeah. that I would say that helped was that final fight, the the street, the actual street fight. That part sounded really good. That sounded really cool. So because of that, I'm also going to give you a two. Pain. Oh, I'm about, I'm about to be the bad guy. Um, and that's and fine. I and I think the right person won. Yeah, I, I agree. That's I agree. Fine, I'm gonna be the bad guy. This shit, I'm gonna be as as just straightforward as I can be. This is very convoluted. There's a lot going on here that doesn't need to happen. There's a lot of goofy shit that takes away from this moment. This could be a really good brother versus brother athletic contest, and you got a lot of goofy meme shit going on. I know that's what works for you, but for me, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to give you a fifty cents, but you took your petty shot at the moan. So you get a fifty cent stimulus. So I'm gonna Thank give you, you. a one. <laughs> so Thank you. All right. <laughs> well, it, it was my lead to blow, and I'm blowing. <laughs> Golden State. All right. He, he had an entrance off. That's the craziest thing. He really had an entrance off. Right. Like, if there's any two motherfuckers, <laughs> no. That was so so crazy. when they so when they got to the end, did they like? <laughs> they keep going and go back. <laughs> like, well, well, like they they had the panel rate them. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Kenny. Right. <laughs> so, I'm gonna redeem myself with this shit. Yeah. So we have an X division 
gauntlet for a title shot later in the night. Remember at the last pay-per-view, Mustafa Ali and Jay Lethal had a match to determine placements in this. So Mustafa Ali has to come out first. Jay Lethal will be coming in last. Everything else is a mystery. So Ali starts off with the former champion Tyler Breeze, and they have a competitive back and forth. Ali beats Breeze by super kicking him out of a springboard beauty shot. Breeze shakes his hand. Next out is Zack Ryder, who immediately comes in the ring and hits a rough rider. Ali kicks out. He eventually hits a big tornado DDT, an 0-5-4, and a win. Next out is the debut of Baron Corbin to resounding boos. He comes in the ring. Ali tries to run at him, but he's hit with a deep six. Then he goes out to the crowd and rips one of the signs. Ali hits a tope suicida over the rope, throws him into the ring, and then Corbin gets up and hits an end of days. But as Corbin's going for his pin, Ali gets a small package and pins Baron Corbin. But Baron Corbin is furious at this, so he grabs Ali by the tights and throws him through the ring into the ring post. So next out is Petey Williams, who sees Ali in the corner and takes him out to the apron. Uh, he hits a Canadian destroyer from the apron out to the floor. The ref counts the nine. Ali gets in. Uh, Petey goes for another Canadian destroyer in the wing in the ring. And Ali surprises him by pulling his legs down, getting a bridge pin, and pinning him. Petey super kicks Ali on the way out, and out comes Buddy Murphy. Him and Ali brawl in the center of the ring as they have a lot of history together. And then Murphy hits a big Inzagiri and a Falcon Arrow, and then a standing shooting star press. Ali kicks out. Murphy hits Murphy's Law. Ali kicks out. Murphy gets mad and grabs a chair. And then he hits Ali with it and gets disqualified. And he keeps going until Paul London comes out and runs Murphy off. Paul London helps Ali up, and Ali can barely stand. They do some chain arm drags and head scissors showing off London's move set for a couple minutes until London hits a Hurricane Rana pin combo. Ali reverses it over and barely holds on for three. London looks mad, but he pats Ali on the back saying good luck. Out comes Jay Lethal and MVP. Lethal comes out and beats Ali until his mouth bleeds out. Lethal tries to clothesline him over the top rope, but Ali pulls the rope down and Lethal is on the apron. Ali jumps to the top rope and hits a hurricane rounder to the outside of the ring. Both are counted out. So the gauntlet ends with a double count out. Teddy Long comes out with his signature hold on there, playa. And he tells them that later tonight, both Mustafa Ali and Jay Lethal will face Jeff Hardy in a triple threat for the X Division Championship. Mm. Okay, I was gonna dock you. <laughs> I was gonna dock you really hard at the end with the uh, having it be a dusty, the uh, dusty fuck finish with both of them getting disqualified, especially in a gauntlet. Um, I'm still gonna dock you, but not as hard. Um. Here's the thing. I think you fucked up the order that you had them come out. I think you should have had Baron Corbin come out second to last, beat the shit, get rolled up, and then beat the shit out of Ali. And then Jay Lethal takes advantage of it. Yeah. Um, or tries to take advantage of it. And then you could do the fuck finish if you want. Yeah. I probably should have done a Murphy <laughs> after Paul London, but I had to get a way to get Murphy out of the ring. Uh, that made sense because Ali wasn't able to do it at that point. Right. So um, I'm going to give you a three and a half. 
Honestly, that's that. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was gonna give you a three and a half as well. I think yeah. it's a pretty good match. I didn't like the ending as well, but I think the spots were on point. You know, I like I like a good spot. So, uh, I'm gonna say I like your uh, choice in free agents. That's why I was laughing. You'll see why. And <laughs> uh, I'm also gonna say a three and a half. Okay, I'll take that. All right, so this next one is going to be a fucking trip. Uh, this is either what's going to shoot me up or tear me right back down. So this is going to be a tag team King of the Mountain match for the tag team championship. Can you explain what a King of the Mountain match is again? It's basically a five-person ladder match normally, five people. Uh, mm-hmm. But instead, it's going to be five teams this time. And uh, it's a ladder match, but other weapons are allowed. But the only way you can win is you have to pin somebody. They go into the penalty box for two minutes, and you're eligible to hang the titles onto the thing for two minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a legit match. It's a real match. I know it is. I know it is. It's just I once you start explaining it, it sounds stupid on paper, but it's worked out well, surprisingly. (laughs) It just once again, it just feels convoluted. We're gonna see how you you handle this, but it's TNA. It's and then on top of that, and on top of that. John's adding five more people to make it a tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so also, I have a question about that. So, yes. say it's me and Kenny are a tag team in this match, and we pin you, John, or yeah. I pin you. Does Damone have to go into the penalty box with you? Yep. Okay. So everything is with teams. So if you pin one person, you pin the team. And, they and, if you, the and, and then both, either and, me or Kenny could hang the title. Yes. Gotcha. Everything is as a team. Every fall counts as a team. So... The, the contestants will be Edge and Christian, the champions, Miz and Morrison, the Broser Waits, Samoa Joe and Umaga, and Rey Mysterio and Batista. Who's in the Broser Waits? Uh, Pete Riddle. <laughs> Pete Riddle. <laughs> Pete, Pete, <laughs> Matt Riddle. <laughs> Pete Riddle. <laughs> when, Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle. Did, when did Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn rejoin together? Uh, I'm about to explain that in the build. So, at Built Different, Miz and Morrison faced Edge and Christian, but were attacked with weapons to force another disqualification. After the match, Joe and Umaga come out and brawl until Matt Riddle's music hits, and out comes him and Pete Dunne on the golf cart. Chaos ensues between the four teams until the light goes out and the other three teams are covered in blood. On Impact, Teddy books them in an eight-man tag match that ends in chaos once again. Teddy says he might not be able to control this, but he can make money off of it. So he announces the match, he announces a five-team King of the Mountain match, but says he's going to add a mystery team. And he tells Edge and Christian, you've seen these people in King of the Mountain before, including the winner. And then it's later announced that the team is Rey Mysterio and Batiste. So the match begins with everyone ganging up on Joe Numaga and fighting over pins. And this causes Joe Numaga to have time to overpower everybody. That's until Joe gets caught in a ladder sandwich from Miz and Morrison. From this point, the match goes haywire. Big spots and pinfalls left and right. Joe Monkey tosses Morrison into the corner ladder. Morrison does a ladder backflip off the penalty box on everybody. Uh, Ray does a 619 into a ladder into Christian's face. Dunn drives the golf cart into the penalty box while Joe and Umaga are in it. Uh, Batista bomb on Miz through a table. There was a concerto done on Riddle by Edge and Christian. And the final pinfall of the match, after everybody's knocked out, is Umaga picking up Rey Mysterio by the throat and hitting him with a big Samoan spike into the ring. Batista tries to slide in at two to break up the pin, but Joe pulls his leg from behind him and keeps him from getting there. Rey and Batista go into the penalty box, and the other three teams are down. 
This allows Umaga to hang the belt for them to become your new TNA Tag Team Champions. Um, I'll start with this one. That's fire. I, I'm going to give you five, $5. That's, Let's go. That's cool. I love the spots. You see me over here nodding my head. I, I like that. Everyone in the spots. Um, I'm not really, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really a fan of King of the King of the Mountain matches. I've only seen like maybe two in my time, and I thought that it was a stupid premise. But the spots, like, like I said, I'm all about the spots and I'm all about good storytelling in a match. And that's and that's fire. So yeah, I, so you got five dollars for me. Let's go. Um I'm also gonna give you five dollars. I also am realizing that Impact really like doing things in reverse. Because they had the reverse battle royal, they have the king of the mountain, which is like the which is the reverse of a ladder match. They just really wanted to be different, and sometimes that paid off, and sometimes it didn't. I think their talent carried a lot of these stipulations. Right. Yeah, definitely. Because even if you think of Ultimate X, it's kind of dumb, but the talent um, made it work. The talent made it work. Um. So yeah, I'll give you five. I do think it would be a really really good match with the people you have in it, and I like the spot for the finish, and I love Umaga. And Samoa Joe, so I That's like the team thing. just fucking people up. So it was a fire team. I know y'all wanted to see them win out, so I had to make them champs. The fans, and then, and then you talk about him picking up Remy Stir like you did. I was like, yes. That's 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 perfect. And then I know uh, y'all's favorite thing out of all my shows is watching Umaga kill people. So. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, this yeah. is like, you got that, and then you said the I'm always a fan of you know uh, John Morrison hitting the moon soul with whatever weapon on a bunch of people, mm. and then you got um you said a six one nine with the ladder right there too. That's far. So Travis, what uh, do you think? I'll give you a four. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I liked it. I just don't like the match type. I'll be honest with you. I thought you did as good as you could with the match type. I just, it just is too much. The, the penalty box, I, I, the hanging the belt. I will. I will say. You this. See, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I can't yeah. give you a perfect score on a match. I know I'm not going to like. I will say I, this. I, I I thing is, trade I, with Mike for elimination chamber to do this, so I could add Enzo and Cass and have six teams and do an elimination chamber. But Mike declined my trade. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Mike. Yeah. So that that's why I did this. So I was like, "What can I do?" You should you should have you should have traded with Kenny and just done fucking a six team Hell in a Cell. Honestly, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use you my stipulation. Yeah, right, I was like, exactly. Uh, but I was just like, I'm gonna use my stipulation and I'm gonna do some because I knew I wanted something with like high spots and stuff. So that was what I could be the most creative with. Um, so that's what I worked with. All right. So my next match is going to be for the X Division Championship. It's going to be Mustafa Ali versus Jeff Hardy versus Jay Lethal. So Hardy and Lethal start the match by attack, attacking Ali and throwing him out of the ring. Hardy then takes a cheap shot. And sorry, my notes are sorry. So Hardy takes a cheap shot and takes over the match until MVP distracts him mid-whisper in the wind and Lethal pushes him out of the ring from the top rope. Lethal chases Hardy outside the ring while Ali sl- slides back in the ring and front flips over the top rope onto Hardy. Ali and I mean Lethal and MVP. Uh, the crowd is going nuts for Ali as he throws Lethal back in the ring, but Hardy throws Ali into the stairs. The match picks up pace from here, with e- but with each spot, Ali is slower to get up. Hardy misses a swanton, uh, making the playing field equal. Hardy later goes for a twist of fate that is reversed by Jay Lethal into a lethal injection. Ali throws Lethal out of the ring and then climbs up for an 0-5-4 on Hardy and connects it. The ref gets a two and Lethal pulls Ali out by the feet and tosses him into the barricade. 
Lethal slides in the ring and pins Hardy to become the new X Division champion. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to give you a four. I think it would be a really decent, pretty good match. I kind of, I feel like Ali is probably so fucking tired from being in a gauntlet for a, like a 30 minute gauntlet earlier in the night. So yeah, I'm going to give you a four. I think it would still be a good match, but I feel like Ali would definitely be. Yeah. Out. I'm really trying to play him as like an underdog in this situation. I'm trying to uh, get him like kind of over, even though he's not the guy that's winning the match. Let me talk to you for a minute, John. Oh shit. Where's the unions, bud? <laughs> Travis, you are not the one to be lecturing me about this. Demone, Kenny, you can say all you want, but Travis, you shut the hell up. <laughs> you, say, you're the one that always pops up and asks me where the unions are. I was I, not I the one. That was Mike. That was Mike. That was not me. I'm I'm pretty sure it was you. It was not me. I'm about I to pull up the pull up the tapes. Someone go get the receipts. <laughs> it wasn't um, me. Overall, I think this would be a good match. I don't like. I feel like Jeff Hardy just won that belt. It's been like a good three, four months. Okay. Um, he won it at, um, wait, no, it's actually been like two months. It, it hasn't been a long way. It's been like two months. Okay. Actually. I mean, that's fine. But I just, I don't like Jeff Hardy in the match. But other than that, I think this is a, it'll be a good match. I do agree that he'll be tired. I'm going to give you a 3.75. Fair enough. Oh, so it kind of feels like you're giving up on the, um, Broken Brotherhood storyline. He should. Well, there is something a year, Damone. There's something <laughs> there's something happening with the Broken Brotherhood storyline that you'll kind of get a glimpse of later. Uh, okay. because well, you'll you'll see what's going on with it as the show goes on. Uh, so it's not that the storyline's ending because Edge and Christian and Miz and Morrison's feud continued. They just lost the belts. Jeff Hardy's still the champion, he just lost his belt. So well, he's not the champion anymore then. Yeah, yeah, he's no longer the champion after this match, but they still came into this champions and came into this strong and you'll know the overarching storyline when I tell the build of the final match. Okay. How many more matches are there? Uh, there, I was three, I think. So I think I got three. Actually, I only got two more. Okay. Four matches. I was was just wondering. I'm giving it a four as well. Um, I think it was a pretty strong match and I like the people in it. So damn, I'm really a hater, aren't I? Yeah. You've been the lowest on every match. So Travis is giving me a lot of salt to go into his show with. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel bad about that last one. Everybody else gave him a four. I'll give him his quarter. Give him a four. Give me my coins. <laughs> All right. 3.75. So, that, that sounds like a petty score when everybody else is giving fours. All right. So my next match will be for the Hardcore Championship. It'll be Marcus Corvon versus Christopher Daniels. So while Enzo was recovering from his ag- ag- aggravated neck injury, Big Cass took on Daniels at Built Different. Daniels and Gangrel... Uh, Kane cast his leg and re-injured it and Kane to Enzo when he tried to stop them. The only, they only stopped when Corvon came out and then they ran away. Corvon spends the following weeks on Impact trying to corner Daniels and have a hardcore title match with him, but Daniels eludes him every time. Teddy says he's tired of watching one of his champions run away from everything and that he will face Corvon at Slammiversary with a 24-7 rule suspended between the bells. So, when the match begins, Daniels outquicks Corvon and avoids contact drawing him into a 2v1 outside the ring with Gangrel. Corvon throws Daniels into the steps and then grabs Gangrel and military presses him into the concrete where the crowd is. Uh, you got crowds? Yeah, we do. It's COVID. 
Sorry. TNA's happening in Texas. We got those no reactions. <laughs> uh, Daniels goes for an aside moonsault. <laughs> well, he hits an aside moonsault and then runs towards Corvant, who spinebusters Daniels onto the apron. So he then throws a trash can full of weapons into the me- into the ring and throws up the new Jack sign. Uh, th- when he gets into the ring, he puts a trash can on Christopher Daniels' head and then cracks him in the broom. Daniels falls into the corner of the ring. Corvon grabs a football and throws it as hard as he can at the trash can that's on top of Daniels' head. Gangrel tries to run in, but he gets power slammed onto a chair. Corvon then picks up a Swiffer wet jet and cracks Daniels with it. <laughs> All these household appliances. <laughs> uh, hey, you remember, you remember what New Jack did? You remember what New Jack did? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of a play to New Jack here. Uh, the crowd starts a We Want ch- Tables chant. So Corvon sets up a table. Sets it on fire and hits an alpha bomb on Daniels through the table. Zoom for the one, two, three. I actually have a question. Yes. It's not specifically about this match, but the hardcore division in general. Yes. So you have the 24 7 rule, right? Yes. Has anyone lost the title during the 24 7s? Yes, a lot yes. during my first yeah. two shows. Yeah, I and also, also he's just... got the steal the title rule. Possession True. is 10 tenths of the law in, in his fucking. World, so like people have definitely stolen the title. Yeah, we saw Curry Man sneak like this. Remember, he was yeah, yeah. he was in the Sims. I'm still pissed. I'm still it's just pissed. like when my <laughs> so my hardcore title kind of alternates between being a meme title and a serious title. And when it's going through a phase of being a serious title, the rule gets suspended more so that people can have real matches without like constant fuckery. Um, but when it's going through a phase of pure like meme shit, it's going to work like the twenty four seven title where it's like chases and dumb shit going on all the time. And you okay, saw a glimpse of that even last show when like. Gangrel and Enzo and the Boogeyman and Corvon with that shit last show. So there's a oh, glimpse yeah. of that going on. It's just when I suspend it during a serious match because this is a one-on-one match that needs to happen that Christopher Daniels can't run away from. Is Teddy Long's line of reasoning here? Okay. I think and I if, you inter- if you interfere in the match, you get shot and fed to the exploding bounce house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, I think honestly, you. with the um, the hard thing about doing what you're doing with it's hard to make a 24 seven belt serious. Like whether it's yeah. 20, whether it's a hardcore or 24 seven belt, it's just hard. It's really hard to be like, okay, there he goes right there. Let me go take it from like on site. It's uh, yeah. it, with wrestling is going to look goofy because usually in like when, when re- I personally feel like when it's backstage, when they fight, it looks goofy to me. It depends. Have, it's, but most it's, of the time, yes. Yeah. And that's why yeah. whenever I'm going through a phase of taking it serious, I suspend the rule and have them fight in a match. So that I can portray that as serious and a longer reign probably says it's serious as well because that means it's not being flopped around as much. Like Daniels has held this belt for like a good like four months now. So and I do have a question though with in, with that. So once he when he announces the match, is it suspended at that point? Because yeah, could no. I theoretically fuck it up and like I could go sneak up and steal the fucking belt and they it, don't have a fucking match at all? So it is a between-the-bell rule. So you have to make it to the, the show with your belt. But once the bell rings, it is suspended. Okay, so theoretically, someone could have snuck in, stolen the belt, and then the match wouldn't even been If they really the wanted to fuck with things like that, but then you'd have, like, three wrestlers going out. You know what I mean? It could happen, but it didn't happen. Uh, because when, you know, it's even announced that that's going to happen, It's the, the thought is stay away, fuckers, until the match is over. Okay. Um, the match itself, though, um, 
I'm going to give you a 3.75. It's not particularly necessarily my style or like my favorite thing to watch, but I'll give you some credit for creativity. And you did wrap up a story and you paid tribute to New Jack. That's that's where I'm at too. So I gave it a 3.5 as well. I like, like, damn, Kenny, that was for you. <laughs> I, it, it, it was, <laughs> but it's like, I like my hardcore matches like that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do like. I personally, I I wasn't really feeling the spots in it, but I understand where you. I understand what you was trying to do. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I understand what you was trying to do because, like I said, I like my hardcore matches to be. Like usually with the tables, chairs, a random kind of weapon, nothing gory. Like I don't, I don't like the staple. Yeah, I don't like yeah. The staple gun and shit like that. And the, and yeah, yeah. Like we have the same taste in hardcore matches, so that's why. I was yeah. doing, and like I like the dumb shit New Jack would bring out, like a kitchen sink or a vacuum cleaner. So that's why I was kind of like doing like the football, the broom, the Swiffer wet jet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think like, like I said, I hurt. I give you doing. I think the football kind of took some points. It was the football and the. Swiffer. Swiffer. Swiffer, yeah. It was like, ah. Like, yeah. Like, the football I thought was really cool because, like, it would dent that shit into your face when thrown at you. It would fucking hurt. Like, But it, but the thing is, though, he's got to be – he's got to throw it good because what if he <laughs> – yeah. and it just yeah, it ruins he, the spot. He was a football player. I mean, I feel you. Mean, doesn't mean he can necessarily throw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he probably knows how to, like, throw, Tim like, Tebow. 10, 10 Feet, you know, was a professional quarterback, and I don't think <laughs> yeah, he's he he at a prone, non moving target with a big hunk of metal <laughs> on his head. I think he's gonna hit it. Like, I could hit that throw. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm gonna give you a th- three and a half. Okay, I same. Yeah, I I was debating between a three and a three and a half. I didn't want to be a fucking hater, but like I don't like the swift wet jet. I didn't like the the fucking football thing. Like overall, I didn't like it, and I agree with what they're saying about the the serious and the silly. Like this should just be called the debatable title at this point, because like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gamble with that. It's a gamble. That's what I was saying, trying to say. Like, it was yeah, just a gamble with that, because like you'll never know. Like it's gonna, it can come off as goofy, like. That's what I'm saying. Basically, like when they wrestle backstage, even if it's serious, sometimes it just looks goofy when when people wrestle backstage. Like it's not it's not nothing they can do to help it. It just looks weird. All right, so this is my main event, and it is going to be a buried alive match for the TNA Championship. It'll be the Undertaker versus Drew McIntyre. So let's do the build up, picking back up from the cliffhanger. After Judgment Day, the next episode of Impact shows the Broken Brotherhood on screen without Matt Hardy. Footsteps are heard, and on the screen is The Undertaker in Ministry of Darkness form. He says that he, too, was longing for brotherhood while his brother was in distant lands with a bald head and his titties out. Uh, (laughs) He didn't actually say that, but, you know. uh, No, that's canon. (laughs) I was hoping hoping Keith would be here for that, but he was he's not uh, since he has Kane. Nah. Oh, okay. I thought you were just saying the titties out, the ball head. No, no, no. Like that is me and Kenny. Me and Kenny made that up. Yeah, yeah, but it's Keith, Keith, on. Keith just yeah, fucking yeah. stole it from us. <laughs> uh, so he says he he doesn't know the whereabouts of Matt Hardy, but that his plan both worked and backfired. All the gold and power rests within the Broken Brotherhood, but Matt Hardy has nothing to show for it, not even his face. 
Taker says he found something at the Hardy compound that the world would regret him finding. And then he holds up his own urn. A couple weeks later, the Brotherhood is in the ring cutting a promo, and Matt Hardy's slap a tornado music hits. Uh, Hardy comes out and is stronger than death form. Hardy begs for forgiveness from Teddy Long later on, saying that he created this monster and he has to kill it. Teddy Long books a casket match at Built Different between The Undertaker and Matt Hardy, but if Hardy loses, he will be suspended for six months. Hardy loses the match. After that match, Drew stands face to face with The Undertaker as he's the number one contender, uh, but Taker is a surprise choke slam. On Impact, Drew says him, the fans, Teddy, and everyone on the planet is sick of the Broken Brotherhood's games. At Slammiversary, he doesn't just want to win a belt, he wants to start a new era. He challenges The Undertaker to a Buried Alive match. The lights go out and he's attacked again. The next week, Teddy Long approves the match, much to the dismay of the Broken Brotherhood in the ring. Drew comes out and he gives claymores to everybody. So, as for the match, uh, McIntyre comes out first, and as Taker is making his entrance and approaching the ring, McIntyre does a front flip over the top rope into him. He pulls Taker's entrance gear off and throws him into the stairs and then into the ring. Drew starts counting down for a big claymore, but Undertaker rolls out of the ring. Drew follows, but is met with a big boot. Taker grabs a chair and whacks him in the head. Taker then hits an old school walking along the barricade instead of the rope uh, outside the ring. And then he puts Drew's head on the steps for a concerto. Drew moves out of the way, kicks the Undertaker, and then hits a broken dreams on him onto the steps. The rest of the match is back and forth to the finish. There's a tombstone on the entrance ramp, a power stamp slam on the stage by Drew, a choke slam into the grave, uh, but Drew gets out of it. And then the match ends when the Undertaker goes for a last ride from the top of the dirt mound that is over the grave. McIntyre rolls backwards out of it and then picks Undertaker up for his Alabama slam, and he slams him down into the grave. Undertaker then sits up um, as Drew starts to shovel dirt, and then Drew jumps into the grave with him, hitting a big claymore. And then he hops out of the grave now that the Undertaker's knocked out and starts to bury the Undertaker with the dirt, and it becomes the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. How and much space he, is in that grave? Six feet. Because he hit a whole claymore in the, so so wait you say he hit the claymore he was outside of it when he hit him he dropped so he, like, he dropped like dropped from the top down and claymored him like he kind of did like a downward diagonal motion like he like, okay I was confused on how that worked I thought you were yeah, I, yeah I sorry he, he ran like like, like in the grave if the grave's right here and there's Undertaker I guess like Drew McIntyre just kind of diagonally kicked him I I, I, I get it now at first I, when you first said it, I thought. They were both in the grave, and they yeah, he had a claim yeah, no, no. I was like, "That's a lot of space." I was not a lot of space at all. I had to, I had to really think about that spot, but I really wanted it. So, uh, and then after, he holds up the title as the Undertaker's buried, and it's yelling, "Where's the damn urn?" All right, I'm gonna let y'all rate that before I do my ending because this ending's about to be on some different shit. So your ending's gonna be rated separately then? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure that we were we were all in agreement okay. on this. You take, yes. You're taking a gamble. You're taking, you're taking a risk. You're taking a risk. I'm, I'm, you know what? This is already like one of my lowest rated shows. I'm going fucking ball. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing my fucking ending. I don't care anymore. John said, John said I'm not winning anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out with a fucking bang. I'm doing what I want. <laughs> so That's how it, I feel too, John. That's how I feel too. <laughs> Just right. I, I had a shitty ass show in this week. I got rated low. I'm going out with my meme spot. God damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I gonna like that for you. I'm going to be okay. real with you. I gave it a five. What? Kenny, to, Kenny to, gives <laughs> out fives like a like a kid at the dollar store. He only got one <laughs> for me. Yeah. Two now. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I'm saying, I now, too, that's two good matches. I'm saying that's a that's a good match. The Drew McIntyre, like this, what he said. The only thing I'm confused on. Here's the thing I'm confused on. When you said Undertaker was coming to the ring and Drew McIntyre did a front flip to get him, what what did you mean by that? Like, like a tope suicida over the top rope because he he, so he top, did that uh, against Hilo. Yeah, like, yeah. When, sorry, I don't know the name of the move. No, yeah. no, no, no. I was, I was just wondering because when you said that, I thought he fucking ricocheted front flipped out of the ring. And then started swinging. I was like, "When was he able to do this?" That's what. No, no, he did like the suicide dive that he did like against Bobby Roode in NXT. Okay, okay, but yeah, I, okay. I gave it. I gave it five. I gave it five. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good matchup. It's a way to to close it. I don't know. I don't know what you got planned after this. But it's a good way. <laughs> just to fucking close. wait. Yeah, yeah, I got. I have a question. Okay. Is Drew McIntyre a babyface? Yes, but he's. Kind I of- thought. He was, you know when he first turns babyface, he was kind of still in that like you fuck with me, like I'll kick your shit in. He's kind of in that mode. Uh, so he okay. turned face at my last pay per view when he turned on Dolph. Okay, that's what was confusing me. I wasn't really sure how the. Yeah, yeah. Once he chose go. Pete over Dolph and like you know kicked Dolph into the Pete. turnbuckle, he did. You choose Pete Dunn or Pete Riddle? Pete Pete Riddle, of course. Okay, uh, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> and I like always, speaking of, I like the old school on the. Uh, I did too. On the barricade I like too. I fucked with that. That got you. A that. I got yeah. you an extra quarter. Oh, he, 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 he must have rated you low. No, you got a four point five. Okay. I didn't. I don't understand the. I feel like it. You rushed the Undertaker story. I think you put, I think you booked yourself into a corner because I think both guys needed to win. Well, the Undertaker didn't need to win. He's been world champion for like six months, and he's the leader of a fucking faction. Character but, change, though. Yeah. Full, you know what I mean? Like, but he's being character changed to lose. Like, I got you. But I just, I just, I, as the audience, yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah, I yeah. was looking I, at it like, he should be, like, this should be a more dominant version of what we've already seen from the Broken Brotherhood. Like, this should be an upgrade. And mm. it should be, like, a, a dominance thing. Yeah. And then he, first thing happens is he loses his title. Well, they all lost their fucking titles up. Exactly. Oh, so we're that's what I'm saying. Like, you got you to gotta end it. Yeah. We're seeing I, we're getting the closer. But then, so then, don't, then don't add the, a new leader for Well, that was months. just kind of like to flip-flop uh, some alignments and, like, make Undertaker a heel and just to kind of reintroduce, like, different versions of the character. Because uh, like, Darkness you. Undertaker didn't last long, even when that happened, he was only around for like half a he year. Got injured though, he got injured though. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, it was. It was I, I'm not. I mean, you still get a four and a half. It's not like yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not like mad about murdered it. Murdered it. Explaining my line. Yeah. Thinking with that. Um, That's why I have Matt Hardy come back stronger than death too. Um, I'm gonna give you a four and a half as well. Um, I do like. I actually like the character change, and you switching those two. Um, I I did too. Them. I'm confused. I'm not confused, but I do want, would like if we continued. I'd like to know what happens with Matt when he comes back. I do agree. Yeah. It feels like you rush the Undertaker thing. I think the wrong person won. Really? I think that Undertaker should have won, even if it was with help from the Broken Brotherhood, because they could see his their power slipped. Because now they don't have any fucking power. They don't have any titles. They lo- They switched. Um, leaders, so I'm um, obviously I yeah. don't know how it end, yeah. ends. This was but... the show that was supposed to kill them. Like right. th- this is me ending the storyline definitively. They lost. Time to move on. Right. So I, but I think it's in the wrong spot. So um, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna give you a four and a half as well. 
Um, I do think Drew should have lost, even if even if it was with Undertaker getting help from the Broken Brotherhood, like desperately trying to hold on to their last title and their last bit of power. Mm, that makes we sense. wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have that spot then, and him jumping off and doing that, <laughs> uh, doing that move. You could still. I don't, have I don't that. want that. I don't want you, that spot. You could still have really? that spot. I, I was excited I, about that. I, spot. I think that would be for for if that. If that was real. That would be my fun. problem. It, yeah, but the, my problem is, is I'm looking at like in my head, I'm trying to think logistically, is this possible? And I don't think it is. I think it's too dangerous. It's like a missile drop kick off of a ladder into it, but into a closet. Like you got like someone's getting hurt. Either Undertaker's taking a boot straight to the head of full body weight, or one of them's gonna hit the back of their head on the fucking the the walls sure. of the cave or the cave grave. Like there's it's to me it just seems dangerous and I know this is make believe bullshit right now like we're not doing well, it's like a mound I'm of still dirt. trying it's to think like, in it's not like a there's a crypt or anything it's just a mound of fucking dirt so if you had your on some dirt it's not that bad like I'm not doing like the buried alive where they put them in a casket I'm doing it where like no, I, you just have like the you know how dirt. hard Earth is that <laughs> <laughs> when it's freshly dug up. <laughs> I actually I don't mind. I like that spot. That's you, I feel like you can keep that spot and like as Drew like gets up and is about to bury Undertaker, you could have like Jeff or Edge and Christian or whoever come out yeah, and yeah. beat up Drew. Um, gives Undertaker time to sit back up, get out, choke slam Drew into the grave, bury him. What Undertaker yeah, yeah, drag yeah. him out? You know what I'm saying? He'd be laid out and they kind of drag him out, so he gets the heel. Like he gets the heel thing out of it too. Yeah, he's it's like it's kind of you got kind of get that feeling where it's like, oh, he shouldn't be winning this. Really, he won right. fight, even though he really yeah. Did. yeah. Have like Edge and Christian um, or whoever or Jeff come out, hit Drew with the fucking the shovel, take out Drew. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be nice throwback drag, to my first show too. Drag drag Undertaker out and throw Drew in. Yeah, that makes sense. I see your I see your opinion there. That makes sense. Um, so now for my ending. My sweet, sweet masterpiece. <laughs> okay. The lights go out and a Gregorian chant begins. You've heard this with the Undertaker when it's not his music, just the Gregorian chants. And out come the robed druids with torches. In between the two rows comes out a man who is taller than the druids but shorter than Drew. He's holding the urn. Drew reaches for the man, the urn, but the man pulls away, takes a step back, puts his gloved hand on his hood. He pulls it back to reveal that it is none other than our truth. And then he yells sight and runs away with the urn. <laughs> Everyone is confused. DNA logo, the end. <laughs> i'm gonna give you a three Uh, i I hate that i hate it but at the same time like i gotta give you respect for not changing it to try to stay in the like you sticking by your guns knowing you're gonna get bad ratings for that and but (laughs) let's do it it was funny so like i hate it i hate it as a like show closer like world like I don't know. I feel like your world championship means nothing. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, you <laughs> keep under you keep undermining your world championship. Your hardcore title, feel. I feel like, is more prestigious than your fucking world championship. That's and, exactly how I feel. But like, I, I'm gonna give you a three. I'm also gonna give you a three. Um, I laughed, so that's getting you ninety percent of that three. Um, 
So, yeah, I also do agree. It does feel like your world championship is kind of <laughs> just there. Like, you have a world championship, but it don't really mean I mean, ECW's original was like that, too, because RVD was the biggest star in the company and never sniffed that shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it just feels like it's kind of just you have a world championship, but it's kind of just like, oh yeah, this guy's the world champion. By the way, I, I gotta earn my Comedy Central deal. I was gonna say, I see why you split it up. I see why you split it up. But okay, so I'm gonna say, I I agree with them. I, I said the same thing. I was like, every time you have a world title match, it, it just ends wild. <laughs> <laughs> but. Cause there's a lot of buildup to it, and then all of a sudden, then something crazy happens, like a cliffhanger or somebody stealing the belt or stealing an urn, doing whatever. <laughs> like it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a three as well, cause it's a good fake out. I thought it was Matt Hardy that was gonna be underneath that, and then it was like, nope, R2. I didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't know who it was gonna I be. Like, like I was like. like <laughs> I can't wait till Mike hears this shit. And gives me a five. <laughs> no one might. He no will one might, He will. He will. Mike thinks our truth is a good rapper, so goat. <laughs> Mike that's is all I got this week. You can't like. Can't I, I, I stopped it. guessing. I stopped guessing when it comes to him because, like, you got to the point now. Like, I'm like, oh, he's he's gonna get this a five. People like one point three. I'm like one point three, and then the next one, people like everybody would give it a five, and he'd be like. Okay, three and a half. <laughs> or it'll be like everyone else will give it like a one and a half, and Mike will be like, that's a solid five. You take all my money. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's my show for the week. I know I'm not winning the whole thing now. I got my one week victory. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to let uh, Travis hey. take his shot at second there's place plenty, now. Now he's back in. <laughs> there's plenty of time for us to fuck up. So I, yeah, I, 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 was, I was about to say you never know because I thought my hardcore match was good. The one, the one I did uh, <laughs> two reviews ago, and y'all, the one I love, yeah, yeah. Pause and everything. So it was like anything can happen. So Kenny, I, it is now definitely your thing to lose. Like if you fuck yeah. up and I win, you should feel bad about yourself. I'm looking at your I'm scores. Gonna... The scores aren't bad. It's just the He's it's just, just the first match. Yeah, the it's first mid. match is bad. And then I got a lot of threes, yeah. So like, yeah, it the first goes, match like, is bad and a lot of threes. Yeah. So that's not good enough to like put take the, the take you. the win, yeah. Especially if you have good shows. So yeah, I'm definitely out of winning territory, but I don't know. I can still <laughs> hold second or third, but all right, that's, that's oh, Kenny best. fucks up. So Kenny messes up. He drops. Let's see ball. how bad Travis fucks up. He's got ten matches to fuck up. So I'm gonna. I should have eleven. I should have oh, eleven. Oh fuck, that's worse. All right, uh, we'll see. Back I don't door. care. I'm. This is my biggest <laughs> show of the year. This is. I'm ending a lot of stuff. Uh, it's almost like the the reset for me. So we'll see what happens. But also, there's plenty. Like I said, this. I'm prefacing this for. There's something for everybody. John, there's something for you. I'll see about that. But if there's something <laughs> for me, then you're about to get some low-ass ratings because I like some weird shit. <laughs> um, I told y'all my philosophy on wrestling. <laughs> so let's start with... Uh, so I'm doing Starcade, my of my my second Starcade uh, since the Paul Heyman takeover. Um, and it, it's announced that they're going to do a three-hour pre-show, but they're going to call it the prelims because, you know... Paul Heyman's trying to do the the this is a real sport thing, Ugh. or bring the sport back is what it was. Is bring the sport back to sports entertainment. Um, so and he announces that 
you know, he has played very nicely, played very fair. I mean, he went out and got uh, talent um, exchanges with ECW, Impact, KEW, and now we're adding Evolve into that. And he's played so nicely, but honestly, there's just one GM that he just can't stand. <laughs> and he just, it just, no matter what it is, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff will just never see eye to eye. So by the rules of our agreement, anything and everything that was not drafted is public domain. Nobody owns the IP for it. It's public domain. So for our three-hour prelim show, while... While things are going like there's, it's like WrestleMania. I mean, they do it's fucking three hour pre shows for that. I there guess, is yeah. going to be a Falls Count Anywhere tag team gauntlet match running throughout the whole time, the whole thing. It's like Sounds it's like basically my, like, my table match. It's basically like a <laughs> no. There's rules. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's basically just going to be a twenty four seven rule, but it's only during the pre show. For the WCW Tag Team Championships. (laughs) (laughs) And the first matchup is going to be WWE's Brain Busters versus the Rock and Sock Connection from Evolve. So this is a pretty standard match. The Brain Busters aren't trying to have any of the the bullshit. They're trying to to beat them up and whatnot. And it ends up being... um, Mankind ends up hitting the the uh, Mr. Sacco mandible claw on Tully Blanchard for the the he ends up pinning him with it. Also, I'm going to be speeding through these because there's a lot going on here. So it's the prelims um, you can speed through. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't focus it. This is one long match. Think of it that way rather than. Um. <laughs> so next out before the before the bell is even done ringing, the Usos hit the ring. And start beating down the Rock and Mankind, taking them out. They take, they throw Rock out of the ring, uh, and they hit a double splash on Mick Foley for the win. Um, next up is coming out is Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix. These two have these two teams have a crazy back and forth athletic match. You mean like this is a dream match, and they're treating it as such. This is probably the best match of the entire this entire thing. Um, but Pentagon Jr. is able to get the pin on Jey Uso. Um, as they're starting to head back to the ring, back to the, the back with the titles, um, Impact's Enzo and Cass show up. And Cass big boots uh, Ray Phoenix, and Enzo runs up behind Pentagon Jr. and hits him with a low blow, followed by a big boot from... Um, Cass again, and Cass and Enzo are able to take the titles, and they run back to the back. And mind you, this is like not all consecutive. This all this was, but from here on out, it's gonna be like sporadic in between, like previews and stuff. So we cut back to Enzo and Cass walking backstage, and uh, we see the T13 Media Intercontinental Champion Alby Cummings and the T13 Media Heavyweight Champion Mike Hawk. 
<laughs> and they run up on end zone cast and hit uh hit their finishing moves um and get the pin in the win for it and then storming through the parking lot you see him get out of the limousine and they're storming through the the uh arena trying to find um Albie Cummings and Mike Hawk is high five Mike and Ted Turner trying to bring the the WCW tag team titles back home. <laughs> they they come back and uh, <laughs> God. they catch up with Albie Cummings and uh, high five Mike backstage where there's a practice ring. You remember how WrestleMania had the practice ring back there? <laughs> there's a practice ring and Albie Cummings hits Ted Turner with a Bronco Buster and then pins him with pins him in the middle of the ring. <laughs> You're going to kill the man. <laughs> he shouldn't have came looking for the smoke. Um, and just as the match is ending, just as he gets Ted Turner pinned, uh, you hear R-Truth's voice. And he says, let's go, Jeff. Now's our chance. He rolls into the ring and rolls up uh, Albie Cummings for the, the pin in the win. And the camera pans over to uh, – he grabs the titles and he goes to hand it to his partner. And the camera pans over and reveals Takashi six nine. Kenny, they come. <laughs> this is all over the place. <laughs> okay, I might still be in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's all over the place. Um, so Archer and Takashi six nine are trying to sneak around the arena, and they pass by a door that says. Um, like commentary team meeting and they try to sneak in there. Cause it's like, there's no commentators can't beat us and there's nobody in there. Or so they thought coming out of one of the, the back, like it's got like a bathroom and they're coming out of the back bathroom is Al snow and head. Go. And Al snow, yes. <laughs> Al snow uses head to take out, uh, um, our truth, and he goes to hit Takashi six nine. And Takashi says, "No, no, no, no! Don't, don't hit me! I'll tell you whatever you, whatever you want to know. I'll tell you everything." And then Takashi lays down and takes the pin from head. Head gets the pin. Um, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> so Al Snow walks out of the walks out of the room and is immediately smacked in the face with a kendo stick from New or from Sandman. And New Jack comes up and smacks him in the back of the like he smacks him there. He's like getting does the dizzy thing. New Jack comes up and hits him with the the kitchen sink from behind. Okay, now you got. <laughs> and me. they share a beer <laughs> as they they stand on top of uh, like do the one foot on the chest pin. Both of them do it and they do it. They cheers with a beer. <laughs> um, next up, you hear from down the hall as you see New Jack and Sandman walking down the hall. You hear um, late night Keefe Keefe just repeatedly screaming, reigning, defending, book it boy of the year, D money. And it's just him and Damone over there flexing for no reason. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> that is weird. Who, who did I come out with again? Uh, late night Keefe Keefe. <laughs> so y'all are just in there just <laughs> broken each other's egos back there. <laughs> He's like, and Damone's like, what's mine say? He said, dude, what's mine say? Sweet. <laughs> um, and New Jack and Sandman just jump them and beat them for the pin before they even get a chance to even try to attack. They didn't want to take no chances. Um, 
Next up, you see uh, backstage, you see Santino Morella stumbling around um, with the blindfold on, trying to see what's going on. Um, and then you see Mankind walk up, take off his mask, put on sunglasses, and unbutton his, his white shirt to reveal a tie-dye tank top. And he says... He's like, ooh, you gotta. I need, I need a tag team partner. I like, I like the way you do your, you got your seeing eye snake. Oh yeah, that's the other thing is, um, Santino Morella's holding, got the cobra out, like looking around, trying to like see with this, with the the cobra. He so they go and attack, <laughs> uh, New Jack and Sandman. Um, but it doesn't go well. New Jack and Sandman are just really just jumping motherfuckers for real. They're beating the hell out of them with every, anything, everything they see backstage. Um, next up, you got, um, it pans to the crowd and it shows, uh, Book It Boys, the bad guy, Kenny and Lil Fudge sitting there and they look at each other. They look and see that it's New Jack and Sam and they look at each other again and they just nod. They jump the barricade and run backstage. <laughs> um, Kenny comes up and he spears, uh, Sam man. John hits a super, super kick on New Jack. But as Kenny goes to stand up for the, um, as Kenny goes to stand up to keep attacking uh, Sandman, Sandman just punches him right in the face. New Jack then grabs his kitchen sink that he's been toting around with him and bashes both of you on the head and gets the pin in the win. Next up is, um, you see, all you see from the camera's point of view is a Canadian flag fluttering. And it is. It reveals that it is uh, Brett and Owen Hart, and they sneak up behind uh, New Jack and Sandman, and are able to just out wrestle them and hold them down for the pin and the win, winning the titles. But as soon as they win the titles, in comes Primetime Travi T and Hollywood Kaya March, and we, I Primetime Travi T just takes a steel chair and bashes them both over the head just repeatedly. And then um, Kaya March pins Bret Hart as Travi T screams into Bret Hart's face that she's the best Canadian wrestler ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> as as they're trying to they're trying to get out of the arena, and they're stopped by the superhero team of Rosie and Mighty Molly, and they say, "Stop, do or um, stop, wrongdoers." And Rosie goes to, to fight, but he's getting his ass beat. And then Molly Holly takes the roll up on Travi T and pins him. Uh, Rosie and Mighty, Ho- Mighty Molly uh, find a closet that they can go into to hide. And so they open the door and walk into the closet. And then they realize that they've been magically transported to the dentist's office. <laughs> Isaac Yankum about to pull up. <laughs> <laughs> so Isaac Yankum and Britt Baker are there. Oh fuck me! <laughs> I, I knew this was coming because this is happening. Fuck me! So, <laughs> uh, Rosie and Mighty Molly look at each other and they're like, "This feels like deja vu." And. <laughs> They are once again. Mighty Rosie thinks he's doing everything, but Mighty Molly ends up getting the pin. Um, 
they they run out of there and run out of the closet, the dentist closet, as soon as they can. And as soon as they run out, they bump into none other than Tajiri and the Great Muda. <laughs> um, and Rosie says, "Oh, I know this. I learned the poison mist from them." And he goes to spit the poison mist, but before he can do it, both Tajiri and Great Muda spit the black mist in his eyes, so he's now blind. <laughs> And Molly Holly kicks them both in the balls and takes the pin in the win. Um, so fast forward a little bit and you see them like tiptoeing around the arena trying to like hide and whatnot. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the gobbledygooker jumps out of nowhere and scares the shit out of him, you know, using the, the element of surprise. Uh, and from behind, they get attacked by Mark Handry. Not Mark Henry, Mark Handry. Mark Henry's son. <laughs> um, and but once again, Mighty Molly's able to just keep it, keep the momentum in her favor and uh, roll up uh, the gobbledygooker. <laughs> this next one's gonna make Kenny mad. <laughs> I forgot I put this in here. Um, so Next up, they they walk past um, uh, Rick Steiner, and as they're walking past, they hear they just hear um, somebody say, "Thanks, Unc." And when they turn the corner, it reveals that Little Petey Pump and Lil Pump are waiting for them. Right. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> and but once again, their Mighty Molly is able to. Um, Get the pin. She rolls up a little pump. Rosie thinks he's doing something, but he's really not doing much here. It's, it's Molly Holly just fighting everybody. Um, they make it up to where like the 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 panel is. You know what I mean? Like where they're uh, reviewing the matches that are going go on tonight and all that. And they go up there and they're like they're trying to hide from everybody up there, but you can clearly see them in the background there. And then all of a sudden, Hornswoggle. Runs runs up and jumps on the table and runs across the table and trips. And when he trips, he takes he knocks down Molly Holly. And the reason he's running is because Norman Smiley is chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> and when when the ref sees that he's taking out Molly Holly, he's laying on top of Molly Holly. The ref counts the pin and gives awards Norman Smiley and Hornswoggle the WCW Tag Team Championships. <laughs> But they don't they don't care about all that. <laughs> they're trying to they're beefing. So Hornswoggle runs down through the crowd and gets in gets on the like ringside. He's running up the um running up the entrance ramp and then he gets smacked in the head by a boot from May Young. And May Young and Fabulous Moolah pin um Hornswoggle uh for the win. And there's only forty five seconds left. In the pre-show, it looks like May Young and Fabulous Moolah are going to be the the. Oh, I'm sorry, a minute and 45 seconds. They're going to be the champions. They're holding up the titles, cheering. The crowd's going crazy for them. And then the Dudley Boys music hits, and Bubba Ray Dudley Bubba bombs the Fabulous Moolah off of the stage through a table for the pin in the win, making the Dudleys the WCW Tag Team Champions. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> so you went through like the history of W of not WCW of Book It with the callback to the 
the dentist office and the ele- element of surprise. Um, you lost me for a second before Which all one? that, um, but then you get got me back with all of that. So I'm, gonna give you a, <laughs> I'm giving you a five. Let's go! <laughs> it's stupid. It's really really dumb, but I love that it. was the point. <laughs> it was supposed to I- be. I can't believe Travis. I'm not. I'm gonna wait for Kenny to go first, but I'm just gonna make this statement. I can't believe that this got rated a five after what my opener got rated. I think this is some bullshit. I think there's some money flying around under the table because that was way fucking dumber than what I did. Oh, <laughs> like, but mine's the pre-show. Yours was like a real match. I don't do pre-shows. It was supposed to be stupid. That. There's also right. some. There's also the pettiness in there. Towards oh, Mike. yeah. I got uh, the petty stimulus package. Yeah, right. You got the pe- uh, Mike's going to give me a point five. Right. Kenny, you also got a. You also got a. Kenny might give me a point five. You also got a nostalgia bonus for all the nostalgic shit, too, in there. <laughs> so you definitely get a five. <laughs> this match was ridiculous. <laughs> And everybody in there playing touch butt in the back for three hours. <laughs> That's three hours of your life. Three, you three hours. Of just, hold up, hold up. But you guys are missing them. It's not all just that for three hours. It's like they're doing the the pr- regular pre show shit too, and then just randomly will cut to them to this shit happening. So like they're just they're just reviewing matches and going like there's guest panel and like all that they're doing that and all of a sudden they're like. Wait a second! There's about to be a tag team title change. Like, there's about to be a change. Okay, that's a little that. bit better, but yeah, like it's just a random shit. Like, it's not. There's a bunch of time skips in between these situations. But go ahead. All right. Give me my point five. I'm 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 ready for it. I'm giving you point two five. That's not. <laughs> we, we decided point five is the lowest we can go. Nah, because Demone had a zero. No, we added, we added, okay, that was before the no. rule was set, though. And, and we added you, it in. And you got? Did you add it in? The point five. You're supposed to add it in. Yeah, that no, that was. I never added it in. <laughs> oh, you should. You hey, should add it in. I'm being I want my interest rate. I want my interest. Yeah, I didn't know where we should be going. I thought we went from zero to five. It should be a point. Nah, point five is the is the lowest. I want my interest. Give me my quarter, damn it. So we got a five <laughs> and a point five. This gives me no fucking help on rating this. Uh, because but, by, okay. by let me let me let me unpack this for a second. Let me let me have a question. Let me ask you a question oh, okay, before you unpack okay. it. Everything aside, like yes. like competition aside, of course. Did you get entertainment out of this? It's, there were some parts of it that I was like, not even laughing. This is fucking stupid. And then there's other parts of it that were pure genius. Okay, and they were Fair hilarious. Enough. Fair enough. So, there was, was a lot great. in there, so I, I was planning to have some misses, but there was a lot of up and downs for me. Um, like I, I've never been one to enjoy the spots where we all show up in it. And then oh, I don't either. But it, it's become a thing, a regular thing in this. I was like, if I'm gonna yeah, do a meme yeah. match, I'm we're showing. I've up. never done that in any of my shows. I'm gonna take me, pride me in that. Uh, so That's I'm fun. gonna take my W. Uh, but I started I, that to be fair. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not doing Y'all are y'all not seeing ECW. <laughs> like, y'all are not <laughs> on the ECW stage. All right, here's what I'm going to do. There's a five and a point five. I'm going to rate it a three right in between. It had its ups. It's had its downs. Some of it was cringe. Some of it was hilarious. What was your it, favorite part? My favorite part? <laughs> um, let me think for a second. Cause probably, <laughs> probably the fucking, like, 
New Jack and Sandman <laughs> tirade. That, that shit was funny. <laughs> the New Jack and Sandman was funny. Uh, and the Dudley Boys getting at the last second is also pretty funny. Um, so, And the concept was pretty hilarious. I got to admit, the concept was fun. I would not want to see that more than once. No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll give it a three. All right. I'll take that. I'm not mad at any of this. I expected to get like a bunch of point fives. I just wanted to have fun and make Mike mad. <laughs> <laughs> then, honestly, well, that's, that's gonna work. You know, <laughs> no, it definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is. You that's know, that's like I... my favorite storyline you did, like by yourself, was the guy. Oh, I know. Booker, I know. The Rosie, <laughs> the Rosie and um, Mighty Holly. And they tried to argue with me that it wasn't matches, and I'm like, it is, bitches. Like it's, <laughs> it's like weeks of vignettes, and it led to to a match, to a real match. It popped me, so that's right. why you got a five. I appreciate that, Damone. You're you're a real <laughs> one. <laughs> um, all right. So now it's time for the main card. Um, we're gonna start out hot. We've got the second annual Starcade Money in the Bank Invitational match. So if you don't remember last year, we invited a bunch of guys from different companies. Uh, this year we're doing it a little bit differently. We're doing like about half and half. Half uh, WB guys, half indie guys. So funny. Uh, this is why I was laughing at your, I think it was your X Division match, John, because the enter- entrance in this match are Scott Steiner, Scott Hall, Bob Holly, Chavo Guerrero, Ta- Tiger Mask, Evan Bourne, Paul London, Loki, Austin Theory, and Buddy Murphy. Oh, uh, you didn't get the Zack Ryder and Baron Corbett, though. All me- I did not. I did not. But it was funny that you picked Buddy Murphy and Paul London. I knew we were going to have a Buddy Buddy Murphy overlap, but the Paul London one was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, for weeks, WB Cameras and Paul Heyman have arrived at independent shows to scout talent to bring in to, their, to enter their Invitational Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, in the end, six men were invited. Loki, Chavo Guerrero, Tiger Mask, Evan Bourne, Buddy Murphy, and Paul London. Also entering into the match were, will be WWE superstars Scott Steiner, Bob Holly, Scott Hall, and Austin Theory. The last week before Starcade has a segment where each competitor explains why they will be the one to win and be a future WB World Heavyweight Champion in the next 12 months. Uh, the, the segment devolves into a brawl where Paul London is the one left standing call. Um, oh, shit. Um, so, time for the match. The match starts with a bang. Everyone just starts brawling in the ring. Uh, Bob Holly takes Austin Theory into the corner and chops him in the chest repeatedly. Just like I'm talking like Daniel Pewter beats the fuck out of him, chops. Um, and eventually most of the competitors end up on the outside of the ring brawling and you know, how they'd be, they'd be brawling in front of the ramp with that big huddle of guys. Um, Evan Bourne and Paul London are the only two left in the ring and they use this to their advantage as they do a double suicide dive out of the ring and onto the competitors and everyone goes down except Scott Steiner who barely gets out of the way. Steiner grabs a ladder and uses it as a battering ram to take out Bourne and London. Steiner throws the ladder into the ring and sets it up under the briefcase. As Scott Steiner starts to climb the ladder, though, Buddy Murphy and Loki enter the ring with kendo sticks and start chopping him down the ladder. They double team him until he's down on his knees, but then Murphy starts swinging on Loki, and the two of them have a kendo stick war in the middle of the ring. Uh, Bob Holly and Chavo Guerrero enter the ring and take both men out. They are quickly down, taken down by a chair shots from Austin Theory. Theory repeatedly strikes both of them with the chair once he feels confident. They will stay down. He climbs the ladder. Once he's about halfway up the ladder, though, Tiger Mask enters the ring and rushes up the, on the other side of the ladder. 
Both men meet at the top and start trading blows. Tiger Mask seems to be the upper hand at first, but a uh, well-placed shot to the midsection gives the advantage to Theory, and he uses it well as he hits the ATL cutter off the top of the ladder. Both men crash to the mat, and Theory rolls out of the ring, writhing in pain. Tiger Mask looks to be unconscious. Uh, Scott Hall and Scott Steiner are both in the ring now and start trading blows in the middle of the ring. Loki and Buddy Murphy return to the fight, swinging their kendo sticks at the bigger men to even the odds, but both Hall and Steiner are able to overpower the smaller competitors and toss them out of the ring. Uh, Steiner, Steiner did it just a little bit faster and is able to clothesline Hall out of the ring. But when he's turned around, he is smacked by a table being wielded by Bob Holly. Holly sets the table up and puts Steiner on it. Holly sets a second ladder up paralleled with the table. But then Paul London comes in swinging, taking Holly down with a flying cross body. Flying cross body. Followed by repeated shots to the head. Evan Bourne is back in the ring and beating on Scott Steiner to keep him on the table. Paul London rolls out of the ring and grabs another table while Bourne continues to beat down Holly. Once London sets up the second table, Bourne throws Holly on top of the table. London and Bourne look at each other, then look at the ladder, then back at themselves. They then climb the ladders, gesture to the crowd, and hit simultaneous shooting star pressures off the ladder and through the table. Tables. Loki and Tiger Mask stumble back into the ring, and Loki quickly takes the advantage of the situation, throwing Tiger Mask from the ring. As he turns around, though, he is caught with the eight, with an ATL from Austin Theory. Theory climbs the ladder and grabs hold of the briefcase, but then he's pulled down by the leg by Chavo Guerrero, who begins brawling with Theory. Chavo throws Theory out and goes to climb the ladder, but is stopped by Hall, who hits him with a razor's edge. Uh, Paul London sneaks in and climbs the ladder, and Hall sees him at the last second, pushing the ladder, ladder over, sending London flying to the outside. Hall resets the ladder, climbs to the top, and takes down the Money in the Bank briefcase for the win. Oh, first, uh, I'm going to give you a five. I would think um, I like pretty much all the competitors in it. Um, I think you did a good job with all the different spots um, and making sure everyone got there, got to do something. Um, and I like that Scott Hall one. So nice. Also, I, I will say this before the other two uh, vote. I took your guys' criticism of my last match, last Money in the Bank ladder match in, into a effect and made sure to bring plenty of guys that can do spots and actually be useful in a ladder match. I also like the double um, shooting star press. That so. was, that was my highlight of the match. I really worked. I had to figure out how to work that in right. and keep it, keep it cool. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, five. I'm going to give that a four and a half. Okay. It had quite a bit going on. It gave me everything I wanted out of it. Um, I, I don't really have any strong criticisms of it, you know, Okay, but I, I, I liked it. I liked it. Fair, fair. Four and a half. I, I really did enjoy that. The double shooting star was the highlight. That shit was sick. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going with a four and a half as well. Okay. Um, I would say just slow down just a little bit. I was trying to keep up with you. You were yeah. like speeding through it all. So I was okay. trying to digest it all so it was just taking take sure. me a second to try to see what's going on but yeah i give it a four and a half i think it's a pretty good match i personally think um the winner was yeah was, was the wrong person that won but other than that I, who would it, you have had one i'm just curious i i don't know for for i just didn't i wouldn't have had him win it yeah i feel you but, um, but, it, but it wasn't i want, I'm not I want scott hall to win the fucking world title <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my next match is going to be a no disqualification non-title match between Taz and Samoa Joe. Um, so as we know, my last pay-per-view Taz 
basically beat Tyson Kidd for the title, but the, the ref was down. He ends up losing to Tyson Kidd. Um, as you know, we also have a commission with five commissioners. They reviewed it. They are the only ones that have the power to reverse decisions, do anything like that. So they decided to uh, strip Tyson Kidd of the title and put them both into a six. It's going to be a six man tournament uh, where the winners of three singles matches will be in the put into a triple threat match um, for the title. But after losing to, um, or I already read that part. Sorry. Uh, so, but they're both going to be entered into the match. Uh, Taz will go against Muhammad Hassan and kid will face uh, Daniel Cormier during Taz's match. Kajra Davari is able to trip the referee, distract him long enough for Muhammad Hassan to low blow Taz. But when the ref turns around, Davari pulls the referee out of the ring and just like one foul swoop and knocks him out. Like, you know how they pull him out and they hit the ground. Um, he does that, knocks him out. He then turns to the ramp and starts waving for someone to come down. Out comes Armando Estrada, flanked by Samoa Joe and Umaga. Davari pulls out a stack of cash and hands it to Estrada, and Estrada in, instructs Umaga and Joe to crush Taz. They get in the ring and jump Taz as Hassan watches from the corner. They throw Taz's lifeless body into the center of the ring and leave with Estrada. Davari wakes the ref and throws him in as Hassan holds an unconscious Taz in the camel clutch. The ref asks Taz if he can continue, but then realizes. But when he realizes he's out, he calls for the uh, bell and names Hassan the winner by technical submission. Uh, the next week, Taz comes out and says he isn't going to make excuses, but he is going to make a call out. He said if any of the men involved that were involved that what uh, with what happened last week wants to come down to the ring, they can get put to sleep. Samoa Joe comes up on the Titan Tron, explains why he did what he did. He says that the money was just icing on the cake, but the main reason he did it was because he wanted to end Taz. He said Taz was his hero growing up. He was a world eater, a conqueror, a destroyer, a, a titan amongst men. But now you're a shell of yourself. Tyson Kidd was right. You can't hang with the talents of today. You should have stayed at the commentary desk, but since you didn't, you have to be forced back into your seat. Samoa Joe says he's going to treat him like you would a family pet if it can't do its job anymore. I'm going to take you out back and put you down. I am the dominator. I am the destroyer. I am the world eater. I am the conqueror. I am a titan amongst men. I am your son's hero, Taz. I'm going to make them proud when I paralyze their father at Starcade. Taz says he's right. He used to be all those things, and maybe he isn't as good as he used to be, but he's, he is still the human suplex machine. He is still the man that put fear in the hearts of the most fearless men on the planet that were the ECW originals. He accepts Joe's challenge for Starcade, and he tells him he isn't coming to wrestle him. He's coming to beat his ass. Uh, it's going to be the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe versus the human suplex machine, Taz, and a no disqualification match. Samoa Joe says he can't wait for to put Taz in the wheelchair. He tells Taz to tell Tyler. Samoa Joe tells Taz to tell Tyler, who is Taz's son, that he isn't going to put Taz down because he hates him. Samoa Joe says he is doing Taz a favor because he loves him. He vows to end his career at Starcade. Uh, so the match, Taz walks out first, but as soon as uh, Smojo walks out, Taz runs up the ramp and fight. the fight ensues. Taz is throwing shots at everybody, Joe, Umaga, and Estrada. His blind fury lets him maintain momentum momentarily, but eventually Joe and Umaga take advantage of the numbers they have. Uh, they, ta they take Taz down to the ring, and Joe starts beating the hell out of Taz. Um, this is basically what it is. Taz just gets keep getting beat up. Anytime he gets momentum back in, Umaga will roll into the ring and start beating, beating him up some more. Um... Eventually, though, they have Taz down, and it seems that like the match is over, but Joe wasn't satisfied. He tells Estrada to bring in a chair. Joe tells Umaga to hold Taz up, but when he goes to grab Taz, Taz hits a Tazplex on Umaga and hits Estrada with a clothesline. Joe rushes at him, but he gets hit with a chair at uh, 
hit with the chair that Estrada brought in. Taz uses the chair to decimate all three men. He then locks up uh, Joe in a Taz mission, and Joe goes to sleep. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you a 4.5. I think the wrong man won. But outside of that, I like it. Okay. Can you repeat a little bit of that ending for me? Yeah, Just the last few minutes. Yeah, yeah. So basically, basically, Taz is Taz is down and, and hurt, um, and Joe's telling like tells Estrada to go get a chair. He's telling Umaga to pick him up, and Joe's kind of just like taunting the crowd. Um, and but when Umaga goes to pick up uh, Taz, Taz uses the little bit of adrenaline he can muster up to hit a Tazplex on um, some on Umaga. He then rushes over and and su or not suplexes. I'm sorry. Clotheslines Estrada. When he clotheslines him, he knocks the chair out of his hand. As Joe rushes in, Taz grabs the chair and smacks him over the head with it. And then he uses the chair to just beat the holy hell out of uh, all three of them. And then he locks Samoa Joe, who's already really basically unconscious, and then he chokes him out with the Taz mission for the win. See, yeah, I'm on. I'm I'm not sure who I want to win that because. Taz would look really stupid losing at that point, even on commentary. So he kind of has to win. And he's, he's not, not going right back to commentary. To oh, he's not? No, he's not. He's he's. That's part of the story that I think I brought up last week. If I didn't, it's not. I'll say it now. But the my commentary team changed. It was it was uh, Daniel Cormier and Taz. And they were Taz was retired and Daniel Cormier was part-time. But they both went back to full-time wrestling. And my commentary team now is... John Anik, Dusty Rhodes, and Al Snow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I... Taz did have to win. It's not who I wanted to win, but he did have to win. Yeah. Uh, because of the situation. You, you booked yourself into a bit of a corner. I'm going to give that a three and a half. Okay. Just because like the match was good. The story was pretty good, but the feud you created booked yourself into a corner, and it's not one with good consequences. So I'm going to okay. say three and a half. I I agree with John. Like literally, pretty much, he pretty much said everything I, I was saying. Um, where no matter who won, it was still an L. If that made sense, like it was not definitely, L, but it was like it's, it's like there was no way to win it, and like with either way, it was going to mess up. For sure. For yeah. sure. So I also agree with a three and a half. It would literally everything he said. Okay. But it, it wasn't about, I think it was, this was one of those things where you got a three and a half, but the three came from the story. Okay. And then I would say that point five came with the spots in the match. All right. But yeah. Um, next up is going to be my World Tag Team Championship match, just a regular tag team match. Wait, wait, uh, the more, what did you give it? I give it a four and a half. Um, I do uh, think that you could have Joe win. You just do it where, like, Joe, like, you could have a hope spot. It looks like Taz might actually pull it off. Joe sneaks in the clutch, and um, Taz refuses to tap out and just passes out. And yeah. then you could have Joe come back, or Taz come back in, like, six months or something. Okay, yeah. Um. But my next match is the world's greatest tag team defending their tag team championships. Uh, so this is be their one-year mark as world 
uh, tag team champions, and they've already beat every team on the roster multiple times at this point. So they basically say, like, we need to find somebody that's not on WB roster. We need to find who there's an open challenge to any tag team in the world. We are the we're not the WB's greatest tag team. We're the world's greatest tag team. Show up and show out. Well, there's a lot of teams in the pre-show they could face. <laughs> I think Isaac Gankum and Britt Baker are free. <laughs> um, so the the team that ends up answering the call is the British Bulldogs. Um, they basically say, like, hey, we're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You might be the greatest tag team right now, but we'll find out. Like, we're willing to take that challenge. We're willing to we're gonna be the ones to to beat you and take your titles. Um, and they make it even more interesting by saying the world's greatest tag team make it more interesting. They're getting a little arrogant, a little cocky, and they say we're willing to not only put the tag team titles on the line, we're willing to put our spots on the roster on the line. So if you win, you get the titles and our spot. We we become free agents. Uh, the match is very competitive. It's back and forth. Um. Nobody takes a clear advantage for very long. Um, but then the Bulldogs, towards the end of the match, start to pull ahead. They start to to really get the um, the advantage. They're slowing down the, the younger team. They're keeping them grounded. Um, and they've got Charlie Haas. They do the, the military press followed by the um, flying headbutt. And it looks like they're about to, to get the pin in the win. It's one two and then Shelton Benjamin pulls him out of the ring and kicks um fuck what's his name dynamite kid in the balls the refs yelling out of the ring like what are you doing what are you doing blah 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 and um at this point Shelton Benjamin rolls into the ring and starts fighting with um what's his fucking name yeah British yeah Davy Boy Smith uh, starts fighting with him, and the referee tells him to get out of the ring. He's going to disqualify them. He's going to disqualify them. And Shelton Benjamin grabs the the ref by the collar and just throws him across the ring. He does the like the back bump where you do, you do the rolls, and then he he disqualifies the world's greatest tag team, losing the match, but re- retaining their titles and their spot on the roster. Uh, Shelton Benjamin rolls out of the ring and grabs two chairs. Rolls in, hands a chair to Charlie Haas, who rolls out and beats the hell out of um, Dynamite Kid. And Shelton Benjamin beats the hell out of uh, Davy Boy Smith. And they stand in the middle of the ring with their chairs and their titles held high. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a four. Um, you would have gotten higher if you didn't have that kind of screwy finish. Because I feel like you just... You might have forgot to say it, but they they had to win the titles to get their spots, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was the they were they had to win the title. Yes, that was okay. Because technically they lost the match, so technically they should lose their spots, even though they didn't yeah. lose the titles. But yeah, they have um, to win the belts. That that was my bad. Right. I, I must have missed. Um, so I'm I'm gonna give it a four. I think it would be a really good match. I don't necessarily like the finish, so that's why it's not higher. I need but, a catalyst for a heel but, turn. But I like the the match, so I'm going to give it a four. That's fair. Um, I'll go next. There's actually quite a f- 
bit that I don't like about this match. Okay. Um, I feel like the stipulation makes it predictable. And I feel like uh, the other team's just not that interesting. Um, you and... don't like any teams that are didn't come out before 1999. I've noticed <laughs> this. Every and... time I bring up a team that's before 99, you're like, I don't like this. <laughs> and also, it's just the fact that you had so many better options on your pre-show that were definitely available and not tired that could have been in this match. And then you just... I, I don't think there's any better options on my pre-show. There were I will, really. I will strongly disagree. Unless we're going to go with the Usos or Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Usos, Us- Pentagon and Phoenix, Enzo and Rock and Sock. Enzo and Cass are not better than the British Bulldogs. Rock and Sock, I wouldn't have actually go for tag titles. Then there's, um, you know, New Jack Sandman. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's better. There's just like, that's five teams I would like better in this situation. That's fair. Um... And and that's just out of like twenty that you had. I'd put Britt Baker and Isaac Yankum over them. Um, that's just hold, on, hold on, would you There's put me and Kevin? Would you put me and Kevin over this? Probably. Visual dogs. It's just being disrespectful, man. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this that and the stipulation makes it predictable. I'm gonna give this uh, two and a half. Okay. Oof. I expected that. Not not in the beginning, but when he started his his speech. Yeah, the, I get it. The British Bulldogs aren't really his style. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, I wish it were less predictable, too, because I knew going in the moment he said his stipulation, the world's greatest tag team was going to win. That's where I'm at. That's why it only got a three from me because I was just waiting. It was kind of like – I forget who it was. They had the, the – the, I think it might have been John that had the turn, that had like the heel turn, and I was just waiting. I'm like, all right. Oh, no, it was me. It was you, yeah. So it, yeah, it was it, with Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and I was just like, "All right, come on, we, they're, they're cheering for too long." It's just that kind of thing. It's just, <laughs> or when you be coming, we're just waiting on it. Just it that was that was that was like that's how I felt too. That's why the the finish was kind of screwy because I was like, "I've got to turn them heel." Like it's time to turn them heel, but I needed a, a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like when you guys did the joint show, and um, you, yeah. You, I knew you were gonna. Either of you were gonna lose. I knew some shit was gonna happen where both of you stayed strong. So, I, hey, we did a good job at that, though. Yeah, that's the good only, job at staying that's strong. Honestly, that's honestly the only reason you didn't get a five from me. Fair enough. What did you give me a four? A four, yeah. Damn, it was a whole point for predictability. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next up is the International Heavyweight Championship Triple Threat Match. Uh, so it's going to be Daniel Cormier versus Muhammad Assam versus Daniel Bryan. Um, it's pretty much your typical triple threat match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Daniel Cormier are both baby faces. Muhammad Assam has been on a tear lately. He's um, the heel, obviously. He paid off uh, Armando Estrada and his goons to come kill Taz <laughs> to get into this match. Um, for the, the most, the beginning of the match, it shows all three of them in the, in the ring. They're all, they're all going at it. Uh, Muhammad Hassan gets hit with a Busaiku knee and gets caught by Daniel Cormier before he falls to the ground and gets hit by the, with the belly, the belly suplex, which is Daniel's Daniel Cormier's finish. Um, and Muhammad Hassan rolls out of the ring and it's basically Daniel Cormier and Daniel Bryan, Matt wrestling, doing a lot of, um, back and forth uh technical wrestling daniel daniel bryan's keeping like showing to be the the 
the leader in this. Despite Daniel Cormier being an Olympic wrestler, Daniel Bryan's like, this is a this is professional wrestling. There's a difference. Like, I'm gonna show you that I'm the best wrestler in the world. Um Daniel Cormier gets Daniel Bryan, is able to get Daniel Bryan back up to their feet, and they are uh he's just overpowering him now at this point, throwing shots, making it making it ugly, you know what I mean? Making it dirty boxing, doing because that's what he needs to do. He can't he can't hang technically right now. So he's doing that. Um and he gets him in the corner and then he locks him up with a like a waist lock and he hits the belly to belly suplex on him. And it looks like he's about to to get the win, but Mohamed Hassan rolls back in and uh hits him in the back of the head with a chair. Both uh Dan or then he goes to lock on the um what's what's his finish called? Camel clutch. Camel clutch, yeah. Yeah, I'm losing my mind right now. Um <laughs> Concussion symptoms. <laughs> I was gonna say. I can't remember any of this stuff. Um, well, lock on the, <laughs> the right after all I have on my screen now is matches. I don't have the stories, so I'm oh. just going off memory with this. Um, so he goes to lock on the the camel clutch on Daniel Bryan because he thinks that Daniel Bryan might get back up. And when he he's locked it in, but Daniel Bryan's able to just crawl and get to the ropes. And um, Daniel Bryan's trying to keep the, he's like the, the never say die baby face. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's kind of down and out at this point, but they're, he's still trying to keep it going. Um, And then Daniel Cormier comes in with the, with the steel chair himself and smack goes to hit Muhammad Hassan. Hassan ducks under it. Um, He hits Daniel Bryan. Hassan hits a, um, grabs Daniel Cormier with the, what's that called? Where he, What's Miz's finish called? Where he's got like basically hits that, and uh, on Daniel Cormier, and then gets the pin and the win. You you said who did this? Muhammad Hassan. Okay, was that Uh, ever his finisher, or did you just get it? Is now I just gave him a new. He doesn't have a. He had the camel clutch. That's his finish. And I need. He needs to have a regular. Like if I'm gonna build him, he needs to have a regular finish. Yeah. And no, here's the thing, too. That's, I'm I'm glad you gave him. So I will give you points for that because for some reason, any anybody with like Middle Eastern descent, they always give him the camel clutch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that. I think that's like okay. We got other moves you can do. <laughs> like, right, exactly. I don't I don't like it either. But it was his finish. So I was using it in the story. But this he debuted this as his new finish. That's good. I'm gonna give you. Um, I'll start it off. I'll give you um, a four. Okay. I think that's not a bad match. I mean, I personally think I I don't like um, Daniel Kramer being in. That's just me. Yeah. (laughs) But but, I mean, but it's but it is what it is. I see you. I see you. I see you're trying to make him a legit wrestler in your in your uh, company. So I see what you're doing, and I applaud. I see what you're trying to do, but I I just gonna give it a four. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, I'll take that. I'm gonna go three and a half. Okay. Uh, I like the ma- I like everything you put around Daniel Cormier. Uh, you gave him a situation where he's actually likely to look half decent. I don't like MMA wrestling crossover ever. Okay. And besides Matt Riddle, but he doesn't present himself as MMA. Um, so I will. That there was a little bit of a tax for that. However, you were given an extra half dollar for the finisher thing because debuting a new finisher for somebody is pretty badass. So that would have been a $3 match with, if not for that. Okay. 
I do have to ask you a question. What's the name of the finisher? <laughs> the state of emergency. <laughs> um, it should have just been Israel is not a legitimate state. With that, even though I don't really care for that name, uh, I'm I, didn't have, I didn't have a name for it, and I was like, you I, I have another name that was really bad that I was gonna say is like a meme, but like I would get canceled, and I'm not. Was it, was it like oil money? No. Was it? It had to do the towers. I had one. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna wait off air to say my name for the thing. Yeah, but, I but didn't yeah, do. I, I, I had one. That was like, oh, I was. So you said, "What's the name for it?" I was about to yell it out. Like, I ain't gonna do it on, on y'all show. Uh, I'm gonna give you a five. I think it'd be a really, a really good match. Um, I like the way you presented Cormier in this, and he's kind of like the big man mm-hmm. of the triple threat. Um, even though he's not that like he's not that tall, he's just he's round. Yeah. Um, he's the big man in this match. Um, and I like the idea of him and Daniel Bryan like having like that mat wrestling thing, but Daniel Bryan like for professional wrestling being able to catch Daniel and Daniel getting frustrated and resorting to using a chair. Also, I'm glad that you finally fucking pushed Muhammad Hassan. Um yeah. Because I feel like Muhammad Hassan was just fucking eating L's this whole time. So I'm going to give you a five. And I feel like I your version of the is like you're glorifying bellies. <laughs> <laughs> I have two people that are fat. And <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, that's belly, not belly, I, have belly I have Kevin Owens. <laughs> I did have him. <laughs> um, he probably got his titties out too. It is Next. nasty that his finishes the belly of the belly. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up is the is an ECW championship match. So as we know, Triple H has been uh, promised and promised and promised a world title match, but it's just not happening. He's pissed. He's sort of fit. He goes in triple or in the Paul Heyman's office with the rest of the. Uh, the four horsemen and they're just tearing shit up, throwing shit around, trying to uh, threaten Paul Heyman, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and Paul says, look, I understand what you're going through. I understand the situation. I understand you're pissed, but I'm, I have a consolation prize. I will give you a world title match. You are the number one contender for a world title. It's just not the WWE world title. Eddie Guerrero is the w, the number one contender for the WWE world title. It is what it is. He won the Royal rumble. That's that is You've gotten everything handed to you at this point to be successful, and he was able to still win somehow. So it is what it is. But I've called it in a favor to to ECW, talked to Punk personally, and he said he would like nothing more than to beat your ass inside Hell in a Cell. He'll do it too. So Triple H is, for a few weeks after this, is cutting promos about how CM Punk is a being the ECW champion is just a like a second rate uh, world championship. It's not real like WWE. You know what I mean? WWE is the big leagues. Everything else is beneath them. Um, and CM Punk is the type of guy that he couldn't he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't cut it in um, the WWE. So he had to take his ball and go home. You know what I mean? He he hid for six years before he came back. 
He had a show off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he. I thought you were saying one. <laughs> like, I'm just no, one no, 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 no. I was just pointing at ECW. I was like, that's the real. And thing. he's like, you gotta, you gotta. Um, he had to run and hide for six years. He's been so scared to come back to wrestling because he knew that the only man that he could he could face would be Triple H, and he knew that Triple H would beat him again. Um, and as he's in the middle of one of these promos, one of these weeks, one of these rants, he all of a sudden cult personality hits, and CM Punk comes out toting the ECW championship, just smiling back at, at Hunter. And he tells he tells me, he says, look, Hunter, I I don't like you. You don't like me. Like, let's not let's not make this anything other than what it is. I wouldn't have given anybody else a shot at the title like this. The only reason I'm giving you a shot is because I want to beat your ass. <laughs> it's been it's been six long years. And I've been waiting all this time. To punch you in the mouth. He said, there's, there's a difference between now and back then. Now you have to fight on your own. And, and to keep the, the four horsemen out of it, that's why I made it a Hell in a Cell match. That's why I agreed to a Hell in a Cell match. And so it's just me and you. No four horsemen, no wife, no daddy. <laughs> Phil Brooks versus Paul Levesque. You're getting real with him. Man like versus man. And at the end of the day, the decision that, that every single person here in this arena, every single person at home knows, it ends only one way, with Triple H going to sleep. Triple H has the they they do their regular back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, you see him punk, you're entitled. You've never you've never really earned anything. You've gotten everything handed to you. Um, you're you're just a, a little indie darling, like vanilla midget. You don't have any, you're skinny fat, you don't have any like you're not better than me at anything. Literally. Cry baby bitch. Yeah. And uh CM Punk's going through the, you know, what I mean, you bury people, you keep people down to to win your titles. Yada yada. It's a real, it's a real, a real feud. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there's no fourth wall. They broke down the fourth wall real quick. Um, <laughs> they be, do a beat your ass like a Mickey Gall. <laughs> <laughs> he says that. That that is a thing now. <laughs> um, tells him, um, watch out! Don't make me get one of these reporters to get out here and and beat your ass like they did in UFC. Look, okay, look. This version of CM Punk didn't go to UFC. All right, guys, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> not canon. Yeah, Kenny, could, not could canon. you beat could you beat CM Punk in a fight? You said what? You you get six months to train. Can you beat CM Punk in a fight? Look, that's the goat. I can't beat him. Not, not gonna. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't even cry with the I'm sorry, I love you. I need it. <laughs> Super kick him. I need him to look good for my next pay per view. All right, guys. I can't talk right. down on him right now. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so skip forward to the match. Basically, the rest of the, the build is going to be the same thing. Just a bunch of barbs and digs. Think of like The Rock versus Cena and how how crazy that was where they were calling each other out for real life shit. Like, that's what the first it time is. Just, yeah, the first time. Yeah. Um. So. 
skip to the match. It is a exactly what you expect when you think CM Punk and Triple H in a Hell in a Cell match. They are killing each other. Literally, by the end of the match, they're both bl- bloody, can barely stand. Um, they have there's a brawl throughout the cage, um, throughout the cell. Uh, CM Punk's able to actually spear uh, Hunter out of the cage or out through the door of the, the cell. Um, they make their way up the up the cell, fighting back and forth. You know the where they're climbing up the cell, and they're both fighting with it. Uh, they do the double the double fall through the um, HBK fall through the announcer's table spot. Um, Triple H run, is able to like not spine buster, but what's it called where they just pick you up and like ram you into something. Oh, and it's just like a slam. I okay. Know. I, don't I, don't know. Has, I don't know what it's it is. It doesn't have a name. He just basically scoops him up and plows him through the barricade yeah. into the crowd. Um, they end up climbing up to the top of the top of the cage. Um, it looks like Triple H goes to hit the the pedigree. It looks like he's about to win. As soon as he goes to to hit it, it gets reversed into a go to sleep, and CM Punk gets the pin and the win. To retain the ECW Heavyweight Championship. Mm. All right, I'll start. Um, I'm gonna give it a five. Hey, I'm gonna give it a five. I think not even because it's my person like that, but oh, I think I CM Punk and Triple H—they're both good on the microphone, so I know it'll keep us invested uh, and in seeing them. Like the build-up is gonna be crazy for this, and then them actually going all out too, like an actual match will be lit as well. So. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five for sure. Um, I'm also gonna give it a five. I think the build would be fucking killer. The the promos would be insane, especially with the real life stuff and the hatred. Yeah, it's great that my first, my favorite, and my second favorite of all time hate each other. It's really fun. Same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I think if, in the match would be really good. I don't. I think Triple H has, he's I say he's the king of the hell in the cell. Like, I know I technically agree. it's Undertaker's match, but I feel like Triple H has had the best hell in the cell. I think Triple H has had the most too. I think he's had the most, and I think he's had the best. So yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna go with um a five. I think it would be really good. And I don't think it necessarily kills Triple H to lose to a world champion. Yeah, I agree. Um in a hell in the cell is and especially if it's a war. Um, I will say I disagree. I think Undertaker's a b- better Hell in a Cell than Triple H. But uh, I I need to unpack it a little bit. I'm torn. They're both. It's gonna be a high score. I'm just torn between like if I should take even the slightest bit of a tax off for the storyline not being the most original because like CM Punk and Triple H has happened before. It's well documented in real life. Yeah. It's not like you came at us with a new idea for a match. But that's the thing is, if CM Punk and Triple H are going to go at it, they're going. This is how the story is going to be. There's nothing yeah. I can't. I could write anything I want, but that's not. It wouldn't be realistic. Yeah, of course. It's just like putting those two together isn't an original combination that we haven't seen sure. before. But you did contribute something to their story. So I'm going to give this a four seven five. I know that's petty with all the fives, but like. Just because Punk versus H is not an original idea, you get I, you contributed the most you could to it. I also feel like I write it wrong. To be honest, I I can agree with that. I think yeah. CM Punk should have won the first time. I think he would have won the second time at Mania, but we never got to that point. Yeah, but that's it. Should it shouldn't have got to that. Triple H should have put him over. 
Uh, that's sure. one of the times where I'm going to be honest. Triple H buried him or tried to. True, I'll agree with that. One. I'll give I'll give you that one, then I'll give you Booker T. I'm not getting. I'm not. I, I will. T. I will take Booker T because he pit, he hit him with the pedigree and waited like a minute and a half to cover him. The pedigree is what did it for me. Is giving it to him, but all the the rest of them, fuck them. RVD wasn't ready. RVD was Scott, ready. Fuck off. Scott, Scott Steiner could barely walk. Kevin Nash could barely walk. He put over Goldberg. At the time, though, it's a, people like him will never win it. Like, in the words of Triple A. <laughs> God, he was, no, R- he was a bad was terrible. RVD one was bullshit. Fuck you. He should, RVD should have won. I also like that the Rain of Terror was basically Triple H single handedly defeating WCW. Yeah, but and, and, I, and, 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 Michaels. Day, and it was like, oh, it was people like you, man. WCW, no, that man, I watched it. He called him nappy head and all kind of other shit. I'm like, that's oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Triple H is a terrible person. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, like, I can't, I can't go with that narrative anymore. <laughs> like, when I heard that, I didn't know he said all that to be honest with you. So, yeah, like, that's, I went that's, back, that's I, new to me. I just he said dance for me. Yeah, yeah, I must, I just oh, yeah, that's not racist. Then, yeah, you got you got to chill out. Yeah, yeah, it was, I, it was bad. I, I will say that, that I agree with Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash, though. He Triple H should have won those. Uh, but RBD, he should have lost. No, nope. Booker T, should have lost. Nope. Uh, fucking uh, CM Punk, he should have lost. CM Punk, he should have lost. But yeah, I, I agree with. Oh, and he should have beat Goldberg because fuck Gold. Besides backflip Goldberg, which I discovered was a thing today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Goldberg doing some lit shit. I'm about to change my mind. Goldberg was hard. Right? He just didn't. He just didn't wrestle for long. He wrestled yeah. like a minute, maybe two minutes, and then he that, went. All right, I'm tired. Like, his, his back for his Goldberg match was that backflip in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm on four seven five just because I feel like That's you didn't trade it. I remember when I gave you a three. Re- remember when I gave you a three point seven five and they gave you fours and I said, "Nah, give me my, give him his quarter." Fine, give him his quarter. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Do you yeah. have any more ECW or non your people on this card? No. Okay. Because I was going to say, we're going to start taking the tax out for that. No. I got, no. I've they got only tax me. My... People like me got taxed. No. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> People like me. <laughs> I didn't want to turn into a race thing, but now. <laughs> I didn't tax anybody. I, I, I did. I did my own. I, Kenny, I, did my, I, Kenny, I, I went. For, I I tried me to with the tax is still higher ratings than Travis gave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I was your lawyer. I was your lawyer that week. Uh, you, were, <laughs> you were. You were the keep to his demon. I hated that. As long as uh, I don't know, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to do my show and just see what Mike gives me, man. That man's gonna give me two stars across the board. Hey, <laughs> also, <laughs> also, fun fact. I originally did not have Trip CM Punk versus Triple H in here. I added that in last night. I just talked to Kenny about this literally last night, right before debatable. Um, and originally it was gonna be Triple H versus Austin Theory. Yeah, that's so much fucking better. If you had done that, I would have given you like two and a half. Yeah, <laughs> you Austin probably were talented, but that's such a like uh like here's my thing with Austin Theory. He's he's talented, but God, he hasn't been developed into much of anything yet. So he just sounds like a fucking dork in a dream match right now because he just hasn't really developed you. yet. Well, I, that's part of the story is he's developing under Triple H. Doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's hard he to is. sell him in a dream match with somebody because he hasn't really been developed into anything. Yeah, I would probably give it like a 
three, three and a half, depending on the story. That's like me saying I'm going to do a dream match of The Undertaker and Shannon Moore. Yeah, Shannon Moore had potential, but like no, he was never developed be that, anything. No, don't do And Shannon that. Moore actually had more going for <laughs> than Austin Theory does. Shannon Moore's don't better than that. Austin Theory. Yeah, don't do that. You're no, we're not, we're not about to do really. that. We've seen Shannon like, Moore's like, career play out. You have to say somebody like Undertaker versus like um, like uh, like a record. Humbert, though. Or like somebody like that. Somebody that's like still relevant, like still technically. Like Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. Yeah. Draws. Uh, okay. Draws, stop no. it, guys. Stop it. Let me finish my fucking pay per view. I still got one, two, three, four. Five. I still got, got five matches. matches. Let's yeah. get let's get through Daniel this. Cormier. Uh, yeah, Daniel Cormier. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so this is gonna be a handicap match between Roman Reigns versus the Briscoes. So, as we know, the Dangerous Alliance has been Roman Reigns and the Briscoes uh, under Paul Heyman's tutelage. Um, after losing the title or losing his rematch to Wade Barrett, uh, albeit to nefarious circumstances, um, Roman Reigns is pissed. He's, he's like, I had that match won. Like you allowed this to happen, Paul, you allowed them to still have the, uh, managers out here. Like you, this is not my fault. You know what I mean? Like this is, you let me get screwed. Uh, and Paul Heyman is, Starts it starts off as like an apology, like hey, stop, like get it, I get it, we'll get you back to the world championship picture. Like, don't worry about it. And, but Roman's like, I don't like every like I've come out here and I bust my ass to be the world champion. I keep getting screwed. I've never I never lost my title fairly. I went I, I went to war again? for the he went to he fought Batista, got jumped by the new breed, and then Wade Barrett cashed in the money in the bank. Okay. I couldn't remember. And then, so he's like, he's like, I went to war for WWE. Literally went to war, led the charge. As the tribal chief, I led the charge, blah, blah, blah. And he's going off, and Paul Heyman stops him. He says, I'm going to stop you right there. Because at the end of the day, the tribal chief thing is only because I allow you to be the tribal chief. You have everybody here fooled that you're this big, powerful man that's can do so much and yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, there was Roman Reigns before Paul Heyman and there was Roman Reigns after Paul Heyman. They're not even comparable, Roman. I made you what you are today. You're not the head of the table. You are a puppet being controlled by the head of the table. So wait, you might be the front of heel. They they're they're already heels. All of them are heels right now. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Right. And he says he says, "You know, you were the big dog. But now it's time to put the big dog down." And the Briscoes do the double chop block on Roman's knees and they just start jumping him. Just beating the hell out of him. And Paul Heyman, after at the end, once they're he's completely jumped, they got they're holding him up like you know when they got like do the the hands crossed and they grab him by the hair and make him show him. Paul Heyman just looks at him and says, "I am the tribal chief. Acknowledge me." And Paul Heyman slaps him in the face and walks away. So Roman comes out the next week and does a. 
Just you know, I mean, a general heel getting turning on a heel, becoming a babyface promo. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like this is bull. Like you guys, I've come out here. Same thing you said. Basically said the week before. Like I've come out here. I bust my ass for you guys. And Paul Heyman, you dare to to disrespect me like this? Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Like this is how much I mean to the company. This is how much I'm. I'm the baddest man on the planet. Period. I am the tribal chief. I am the the number one WWE superstar of today. I want the Briscoes at Starcade. Because not even two men can beat me in the middle of this ring. Paul Heyman uh, basically is telling him, like, I'm not giving you any match at Starcade. You don't why would I pay you? Like, I'll make you just stay home. You don't deserve this. But he's saying this all through the Titan Tron, like he's in an undisclosed location, doesn't want to whatever. So for the next few weeks, Paul Roman Reigns is on the hunt for Paul Heyman. And finally, he finds Paul Heyman, and he's got Paul Heyman hemmed up. He's about to beat him down. And Paul said, fine, 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 fine. You can have, you can have your match with the Briscoes. You can have your match with the Briscoes. And as he, as he lets go of Paul, the Briscoes show up and beat the fuck out of him again. Um, so fast forward to the match. It's basically exactly what you think. It's Roman Reigns trying to be um, powerful, trying to beat him. He's one on two. The Briscoes are beating the hell out of him, but he's fighting right back. Um, Mark Briscoe gets the finishes. Mark Briscoe gets hit by a Superman punch, knocking him out of the ring, followed by a spear to Jay Briscoe uh, for the pin and the win. And then Roman Reigns corners Paul Heyman. And they're having like the, you know, when they're talking, but you can't really hear what they're saying. You just know it's serious. They're having one of those moments. And Paul's like, no, 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 don't, don't do anything. Don't do anything. And then um, Roman Reigns locks in the guillotine choke, puts him unconscious, and then picks him up and power bombs him through the, the uh, announcer's table. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't like that you got rid of the tribal chief thing and that you turned Roman face. I think now well, that he's still, got, no, he still is the tribal chief. I, I know. I know. But you kind of punked out the whole tribal chief thing. And I get why you did it. But I don't like that. He's a face now. Um, I Now that I have heel Roman, I don't want heel Roman to go away. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. And I don't necessarily like. Because the payoff is him just beating up fat ass um, <laughs> like, Briscoes. I could probably yeah, but it feels like the if the Briscoes feel like the Basham brothers here to me. But then, like uh, they feel like they're just attacked, like they're that's fair, they're I the guess, goons yeah. who are just getting beat up, and I know they're gonna lose. That's fair, so, but also it's like it's it's Stone Cold beating up Vince McMahon. There's no yeah, beating up an old man's not not much of a feet either yeah but uh paul Heyman's is not a genetic jackhammer like um oh okay. vince mcmahon was um so <laughs> i will give you a three okay that's your lowest rating for me so far i was not even thinking about some of those things at the moment pointed them out uh, i don't want to see heel roman go but i do understand it has to end at some point maybe not necessarily him as a heel but him being with paul Heyman has to end because paul Heyman is a shysty motherfucker and no alignment alliance lasts forever. Um, Except Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Yeah, but that's cancer, so that needs to end. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
Even that has broken up before. Paul's turned on Brock. Yeah, that's true. So I'm trying to think if there's anything Damone missed that I didn't say. No, I agree with Damone on everything, but I'm going to give you three and a quarter. Thank you for my quarter. All right. I'm going a different route. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I loved it. Let's go! I, I loved it. But okay. there's a big That's but. Fair. That's fair. No Kim K. There's a big but. At the very, very end. Kim K was I on my did. show. That's my talent. <laughs> you didn't like the Paul Heyman spot? Yeah. It's just, it, it was, I loved everything about it. I was drawn in. It made me excited for a handicap match. Even though I knew that's the thing too, it was predictable. I knew who was going to win it, but you had me still intrigued enough to see what Roman Reigns was going to do. It made me cheer for him, and I like the the switch up from Paul Heyman. I just wish if I if it were me, I would say the ending would have been instead of him beating up Paul Heyman, I would have introduced somebody else into the picture. Because okay. I, I, that's why I thought you were going. I thought he was like, I, you're a puppet to me. I control you. And then when he goes to grab him, somebody else new comes in. Whether it's yeah. someone, whether it's, whether it's an older talent or whether it's somebody new, they come in, beat him up. And it shows Paul Hammond is just this untouchable force. And it makes him more dangerous, in my opinion. Like, he's dangerous already because of the fact that he can get these two to do whatever he wants. But it's like, at this point, it's like, you can't stop this, man. You can't touch him. And it would have been... Sure. It would have been, I think that, so instead of, instead of a five, I gave you a 4.75. That's, that's, the only, that's the only critique I would do because it was like, at that point it was like, okay, he got his get back on him. But I just feel like it would have been better if we saw somebody else introduced to it. And then at that point it would have kept the storyline going. You get drawn the, out. Get the closure. It gets the closure. Like, so it's not, it's not drawn out, but it gets the closure of, okay, these two aren't together anymore, but. It starts a new storyline up, builds Roman as a face at this point. So now you got your face thing because it's like, it's like, damn, we're really cheering for Roman now. And if we really hate Paul Heyman now, it's like this man's really just an asshole at this point. And then so, you yeah. can build up whoever that new person that Paul Heyman picked to replace Roman. And every, everybody that- everybody eats at that point because then at that point, it doesn't make the, the Briscoes look weak either because it doesn't seem like throwaways. It seems like you're making a new like your new faction now at this point with Paul Heyman, the Briscoes, and then whoever this new top guy is. And then Roman's trying to do what he can to stop this faction. You can just keep going with this. Okay. But yeah, but I uh, thought it was far. I thought it was, literally I thought the entire thing was far until until he touched until he put his hands on Paul Heyman. That's when it was like ah. But other than that, it was just fair. it was far okay. the whole time. Um, next up is the. You know what? I'll give you three and a half. I'll boost it up. Okay. Three and a half. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, next up is going to be a last man standing match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, wait, 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 wait. So they had their two and two out of three, right? And was like, this, this is their fourth match, right? No, they were a tag team before this. Remember? You were. You were. You were. And you they were. fought. They fought the Briscoes, and then then Kevin Owens turned on Sami Zayn. Um, Kevin Owens basically, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Owens basically explains his uh, turn by saying that Sami Zayn is a weak link. He's always been a weak link. Um, even during his time as El Generico, he was the he was the weak one. He's always been the one that's held Kevin Owens back. 
Kevin's always tried to keep it. You mean when you got a friend, you know, I mean, we've all related to it. You know, I mean, you grew up with someone and they, they become your best friend, even though they're holding you down, you still want, you want to bring them to the top with you. You know what I mean? Like you want to do anything you can to do it. But Kevin Owens was sick and tired of talking to Sammy Zayn about this. To, Sammy, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to step up. You've got to be better. You got to do this. You got to do that. So on and so forth. Um, he was sick of it. So finally, he just snapped. It was their chance to beating the Briscoes could give them a chance to win the uh, tag team championships, be on top of the world, and they failed because of Sami Zayn. He said he doesn't, it's not a, I hate you, Sammy. It's, you're just not good enough to be partnered with me anymore. I can't, I can't continue to allow myself to be seen as inferior because of who I um, associate myself with. Uh, Sammy Zane, don't fuck with this at all. He talks, he's talking about um, in the first Briscoe's match, you're the one that took the pin. Um, you know what I mean? Like you've lost just as much as I've lost. We've won just as much as the other ones won. Uh, the difference between me and you is I'm not a coward that blames everything on their friends. Uh, that can't take responsibility for their actions. Doesn't have any accountability. Uh, basically, it's basically just like, fuck all this. I want to like, you turned your back on me. You know what I mean? You brutalized me. I got to get my get back. You know what I mean? Like it's time we got to fight. Um, obviously that's not how Sami Zayn's gonna say it, but you know I'm not Sami Zayn, so <laughs> he'd be in the ring twerking right now, doing whatever <laughs> he'd be doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the gist of the story behind this. Um, so Kevin Owens is like, I'm. That's I'll fight you. That's fine. I will fight you, and I'm gonna put you down for a ten count. That way I can prove once and for all that you were the weak link. And I'm not this monster that people think I am. I just had to do what's best for me and my career. So um, they start in the ring. They uh, Kevin Owens goes out first. Uh, Sami Zayn doesn't like you. I mean, like you were saying, he usually does the dancing and all that. His music hits, but he just sprints to the ring. Is ready to go. He wants to fight. Uh, it's got a bunch of like brawling all over the the ringside uh pop-up power bombs into the barricade into the the edge of the ring uh Sami Zayn does that dive through the turnbuckle thing DDT thing he does you know, I mean they do haluva kicks there's it's spot after spot after spot there's they go through tables they're hitting each other with chairs so on and so forth they brawl up the ramp and um as they're going back and forth uh Kevin Owens starts to get the upper hand he hits a pop-up power bomb through the glass of the of the stage, like how uh, Kurt Angle threw shot or threw Shane McMahon through the the glass, you know what I'm talking about. He yeah. pop up power bombs him through the through the glass. Um, they're brawling back back in the area back there. Uh, well, really, Kevin Owens is beating the fuck out of him. Sami Zayn's trying his best to do whatever Sami can do. Um, they're brawling, and then Sami just bum rushes him and spears him through the through the glass the other way and comes out um they're brawling like i said and then finally kevin owens beats down Sami Zayn. he's on the edge of the edge of the stage there he starts looking around at the crowd he looks down at the looks down off of the stage 
He grabs Sami Zayn, picks him up, puts him up for the package pile driver, and jumps off of the side of the stage onto the the ground for the package pile driver. And the uh, they're both laying there out at seven, eight. Kevin Owens stands up nine, ten. Kevin Owens is the winner. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you another five. I think that would be a hell of a match, a killer match. Um, I think the right person won um, because you're building up. I feel like you're building up KO to get have a main event run. Um, and you put down um, Sammy. Um, and it's not like he dominated him or anything. He, he had to resort to like d- desperate measures. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the te- a five. Now give me a ten. 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 A ten. Um, I'm gonna do the same thing for this that I did with H and Punk. You contributed as much to the storyline as you could. You did not give us a new matchup. Uh, Kevin and Sammy's feud. It's been done, and. Over similar reasons, kind of. Didn't you and, get excited that I turned Kevin Owens heel because you were going to get this match? Oh, oh, of course, because it's always going to be good. But, like, <laughs> if this happened in real life, I'd still be enjoying the match. But because this is fantasy world and we're being judged for our creativity, I don't feel like you came up with anything new for this. You just added to something that's already good. So, okay. with that, I'm going to give you a four and a half. It's still good. And it's amazing, in fact. You added to something that was already good, though. That's you fair. You didn't create anything new. Um, I'm going with the four. I personally feel like I agree with the moment said. The only difference is I think the wrong man won. Yeah, I, I saw when I said Kevin Owens won, you, you kind of like, mm. yeah, I was hoping so. Sami Zayn would have won, but but I, I but I get what you're doing, but I just personally feel like Sami Zayn should have won that match. But that's where that's where the point was taken off. But yeah, that's fair. That's not, I'm not mad at that. Um, so, also that was a fairly long match. Just, just so we. I figured it was. Like, this is the last match. You got to yeah. go all out. Just for a, just for a. You'll see why in a second, or in a little bit. The why I had to say that. Um. Next up is a. I mean, this is probably gonna be like the slowdown match. It's a celebrity match. It's, uh, the payoff for Tyson Kidd and Conor McGregor's year-long feud that's been going on. Remember. Just some recap. Tyson Kidd got in <laughs> Connor's face and pushed him. Holy when he shit, was in the that thing's been going on for a year. Yeah. But That's it's so sporadically. Long. It's not really like actually like Connor's not here very often. Like just building just, up. Yeah. How much so, money do you guys have? Because you have six nine and you have fucking the book it boys. Chris, six six, six nine's on my payroll. Yeah, six nine, yeah. I had yeah. him show up once and I still owe him a like year long contract, so I had to do <laughs> no. something. So I'm not having him on my show again. To be fair, I've been having a whole lot of concerts with celebrities, so money yeah. ain't a problem. Yeah, it's, it's I paid WWE, Stephen man. A. Yeah, I paid Stephen A to be on my show this week. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Young Gravy and Steel Panther, no and Kim Kardashian. Ball. Kim Kardashian, we know her, and Stephen yeah. A. But the other two, I don't know who they are. Young Young Gravy, you just gave him a literal, literally fifty cent. I gave him the bag of Takis <laughs> he shared with our truth. <laughs> that was his pay. <laughs> a handshake and a bag of Takis. Um. <laughs> So, like, just a brief history of Conor McGregor and Tyson Kidd is uh, Tyson Kidd did the did the put the shove uh, and basically got they got in each other's face and he shoved him back into a seat and he like walked off with the the title, um, which Conor McGregor is King Petty. You know that he he knows when and where to put his shots in. 
um, costing Tyson Kidd a match. I don't remember who he fought at Survivor Series from TNA, but he cost him the match because he knocked him out. Rey Mysterio, I think. He not Connor knocked out yeah, uh, Tyson Kidd with the big left hand. Um, Tyson Kidd talked shit and like basically called him out, but there was no response. Yada yada yada. Um, at the Royal Rumble, uh, Conor McGregor uh, entered the ring and eliminated Tyson Kidd from the match, costing him a chance at being coming world champion. Um, and then lastly, the last run in that Tyson Kidd could stand before demanding that there was a match put together before he takes legal action on Conor McGregor was during the tournament when he was supposed to face Daniel Cormier. Tyson Kidd once again got blindsided by Conor McGregor with a big left hand putting him down. Um, and Daniel Cormier won the match advanced in the tournament. Uh, Paul Heyman is able to get the match set up for Tyson Kidd and Conor McGregor. Um, and, but Ty- Conor McGregor wants to, you know I mean, he wants to say, I, I, I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm a fighter. So you have to fight me. <laughs> you can only win by knockout or submission. And Tyson Kidd says, that's fine. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I've seen your career. I know you tap at, tap at any side of adversity. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to hold you down and make you tap. What Habib did to you, it's going to look like child's play. Two men go and- <laughs> I, just, I, I just thought that I quote, too. I was thinking that um, earlier. I, I, was, we, I forgot what you said earlier, but I was thinking that earlier, too. They uh, So... This is a basically a war of war. Conor McGregor's showing up every week now, and he's doing doing promos, and you know what I mean. Like the crowd's getting lit, and everybody's buying into this. And Tyson Kidd's always coming up as the the short end of the stick here. You know what I mean? Like, just you know how heels are when they interact with celebrities. And the match comes on, and Tyson Kidd comes out wearing his regular ring gear because uh, he said he's going to represent professional wrestling and show that professional wrestling is the dominant martial art. And Conor McGregor comes out wearing his Wearing his regular shit, <laughs> gloves and all. I was with and you. Tyson <laughs> Kidd's a, a cuck. I hate. I hate him in this. Like I've, I've created a character I hate. Like as his heel work. Like he's, he's so dead. cringy sometimes. Professional wrestling is the greatest martial art. I would have turned my. I would have turned then, it down. You know they believe. You know in Japan, Comedy Central and fucking Young Gravy's eating takis after front flipping off. <laughs> A uh, fucking like crab like dinner, like. But I'm saying I'm like eat the show right now. <laughs> a lot of the the real wrestler like in Japan, like Pride and all that, they had professional wrestlers fighting. Yes, yeah, and, that, they, and they were like, they'd be like, they'd be like, this guy's a karate expert, this guy's a boxer, this guy's a professional wrestler, this guy's a jujitsu guy. Like, yes, was it? So they, they consider it. Yeah, he was the Gracie Killer, Gracie Killer. Yeah. Um, but so. The match is going on, and it looks like uh, I mean they're starting. They're doing like a big fight feel. You know what I mean? They've got it. They're doing the like in this corner, in this corner, all that. Um, and Tyson Kidd's bouncing around around the ring and doing like you know what how wrestlers do like the the fake takedowns, like showing the the lunges and how they're gonna take him down and everything. And Connor just you I mean he does the billionaire walk, does the the kiss and the, all that. Um. And the ref said, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. And as Tyson Kidd, Tyson Kidd's, they're, you know I mean, doing the, what's that called? The feeling out process. You know I mean, they're, and it looks like he's, he goes, shoots for a couple takedowns, but doesn't like, doesn't get close. It's like one of the, like where they're not getting close enough to each other. 
Um, and Tyson Kidd finally rushes in. It looks like he's going to throw a shot, and Connor just cracks him one time with the left hook, puts him straight down, and Connor just starts hammer fisting him. Ref pulls him off. Connor wins. So wait, it was just wait. So he went in to take him down. He punched him, and then that was it. Yep. Oh man, um, the, the realism's there because Tyson Kidd could not beat up Connor McGregor. But you spent a year. Built so you hurt the business, which I no, know I the business isn't intact because you because you basically wow. had a wrestler be like, Yes, Connor McGregor, I will beat your ass and then lose <laughs> in like ten seconds. Yeah, it's, it's the heel getting his comeuppance. It wasn't like a it wasn't so, supposed to be we were not cheering for Connor we're not cheering for Tyson Kidd. I That's know not what you're supposed but to be doing. It makes wrestling not look credible because then what if you put Roman Reigns in this spot? Would he get me, his ass whipped in the Let me seconds? let me let me in explain real life he would, but like let me explain why this this does make sense. Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo with one punch, and Jose Aldo was undefeated for ten years. That's yeah. real. That's realistic as fuck. Conor yes, McGregor. Yeah. McGregor is the type of guy. He touches you one time, you can go to sleep. Yeah, but this isn't supposed to be realistic. It's supposed to make people look good. That's what wrestling is. It was supposed to be Tyson Kidd is a cuck. We don't like him. Nobody likes him. He's a shitty heel. Like. He's probably my number one heel at this point, like in terms of being a shitty human. And he's and his comeuppance. And that's my I issue will, with you having him lose in one punch. I would have liked it better if like you had him get him down at least once you, or twice. Yeah, you like got him. some offense in, but for him to just take one punch, it comes off as very Santino. Like, eh, it, like very Santino. I didn't like, see it that way, but that's fair. I, I see where yeah. you guys are coming from. You, like, you especially since you and they made him get destroyed in like a second. You know, right. I, mean? I don't think Years it would be that hard to, to rebuild him, though. Is what I'm saying. Like, I think I could recover that in two, three weeks, rather than he's just gonna he's just gonna come up and make an excuse. It's, that's that's gonna be the punchline of every feud for like years. Not if I don't write it that way. <laughs> it would, but I'm saying that would be the first in realism. Like make. you know, he's like, you know what? Fuck you, Roman Reigns. I'm gonna feel with you next. Roman's like, also, you got beat up by Conor McGregor in two seconds. It's my yard now, bitch. Boom. Also, you gotta, also, like, also you gotta remember that because it's Conor. This is gonna end up on like ESPN and Fox yeah, and all it, these like mainstream, that's, that's which is fun. good. Yeah, but. It's not good. It's not good for Tyson because he's just going to be replays of remember, him fucking getting knocked. Remember out. when Big Show got knocked out by Floyd Mayweather and he outweighed him by four hundred and eighty-five? Wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. I was going to bring that up. The thing is, when you have something like that, do you remember how long they dragged that match out? Like there was no. entourage coming in. I'm saying there was entourage coming in. Okay. Big Show was throwing the entourage around. Floyd Mayweather was using the chair on him. He had. Um, I forget what other weapon he used. He ended up but he ended up putting on brass knuckles Floyd and punched him. Yeah, and but that's it took long. That's also that's also four hundred eighty five pound larger Big Show versus but but but, but that's what Mayweather I'm saying. rather than like McGregor and Tyson Kidd. Bigger Tyson Kidd is not hundred pounds bigger than Conor McGregor. Uh, isn't Conor McGregor Tyson Kidd, like one hundred forty pounds? No, no, he did in his very early of his career. He walks around like one eighty five. Uh, I thought it was like in Tyson like Kidd is not more. I don't even believe Tyson Kidd's over two hundred pounds. But here's, here's the thing, though. Legitimately. Here's, here's, here's a, I'd like to get back on track, whatever. I was going to give yeah, my go rating. I was going to give you a two for that. But the reason why I'm giving you a two is because if we're watching UFC and we see somebody get knocked out with one punch, it's like, oh, yeah. shit, that was crazy. Yeah. But for wrestling, it's either we either got to take this serious or it's got to entertain us. And with 
that build, especially with a year long build, we need to see. We need to be all in. So that point when that we're all in, it's like, oh, he got knocked out. Like at least with UFC, yeah. it's like it's real. Anything can happen. So it's like you know, what I'm saying it's, it's real physical. I'm really punching yeah. you in the face, you know, so you can get knocked out from it. This is yeah. we're supposed to entertain the fans. So if anything, if they're having their match, they're doing stuff. You can have, um, listen, you can have Tyson Kidd like going to jump in. He's like, oh shit, and the referee's like, come on, you got to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have him doing heel shit in that match behind too. the ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can have him doing You're shit. Right. So it's still slide outside the ring because there's no cage. Yeah, yeah. You can have him do all kind of different shit. So like it can still work. I just think, I just think it could have been better, like, especially with this build up with having their having them having their yeah. fight. Yeah. So if, if I so. I would have them go maybe like you can even play to be more because remember he's he's a, a shitty human being so you can have him have corner men and everything so he's getting like you're saying when he, the round ends he's going to the crowd he's like or, or going to the corner he's just huh, huh, and he's got his like just just generic guy in a track suit he's giving him Freddie water Freddie Blassie is his manager yeah yeah he's just yeah, shooting perfect. water and it's like hitting him in his face he's like oh shit and then crowd was really eating it up at that point so that way we're entertained watching it instead of going out there sure. <laughs> and it's like oh shit like yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with Kenny 100%. Uh, and I just don't like the, the MMA crossover. But if anybody's going to do it, it's Connor because Connor's at least got a personality. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Kenny 100%. I'm going to give it a two, and that's kind of being generous on my end, personally, because okay. I wasn't interested. Yeah, I'm going to give <laughs> it a, a two. Um, most of that is the build. And then the match itself, I don't really care for. Um, like I get, Like I said, I get what you were going for. Yeah, I but see what you're I do, I do agree. I do think that you're hurting Tyson by doing it that way. Because I do wrestling think as a whole. I do think there is ways you could have like kept, especially since Tyson was like your IC champion a couple months ago when he was on the way up. He and beat like most him, of your roster. Right. To just have him lose like a one punch knockout to a guy who's not even a wrestler like and I get what you're going for but, but he didn't wrestle him he didn't he didn't fight and, he wasn't in a wrestling match but he but he should have tried him. to wrestle him and he like barely he fought him in a real is, fight and then got No destroyed. no that's not what I said he fought him under what would be considered MMA, MMA rules yeah yeah which is which is MMA like is which is supposed to be the though. yeah but no no one's saying no one on TV is presenting it as this is real fighting yeah He's yeah saying, but when you say Connor MMA was saying that no, I'm okay. Listen to what I'm what I'm saying. Let me let me tell you because I I hear you saying the same thing repeatedly. I just wanted to explain what I was going for with this. Connor saying you're gonna beat me in a wrestling match. You are a professional wrestler. Like I can't wrestle. I'm not a professional wrestler. That's your domain. You know what I mean? You want to fight me? So if you want to fight me, you gotta fight me on my rules. That was what it was yeah. supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be like, oh, this is real fighting. You know what I mean? And this what you do is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but you know how it's going to get taken. Yeah, that and and that's, that's the, I was gonna, I was going to say that too. I, like that was my last note was was that part and how he brought up Santino because I was thinking of Santino too. Remember how yeah. Santino ended the Royal Rumble got thrown out like within point six seconds, whatever. Yeah, it's got it's got that kind of feel to it, so we don't really respect him. And the next time we see him is going to be what happened last week at the pay per view. It's going to be oh he got knocked out, and they're going to continually play that, and it's going to be. They're yeah. going to play him off as a joke, in my opinion. So they're going to so, keep doing it for him. So it takes – so, I mean, I know he's a, a, a shitty human being. It's like, okay, he's getting his get back. But at the same time, it's like we're treating him as a joke when he should be – Matt Hardy dude. did better against Evander Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. It did. Yeah, I I Matt Hardy lasted longer with Evander Holyfield. Uh, going back to what I was, 
Tyson, you guys are saying Santino. In my mind, I was looking at this more as like the Miz. Like the Miz can go from the Miz literally went from being the world champion to being dancing in the bunny costume the next week. Like, yeah, yeah. That was my thoughts on it. Is like Tyson Kidd has been built to this point where he can do something humiliating or degrading for the pop of the crowd to like, this is supposed to be like the, the, cause obviously I've had a lot of like fights in this. You know what I mean? Like real legitimate wars between all the people. And this is supposed to be like the, the pop, the crowd just have a light, lighthearted moment. Cause it's like, nope, everybody wants to see Con- everybody wants to see Conor McGregor knock him out. That's, that's the mindset. That's what I'm saying. You could still knock. You could still have. No, yeah. knock, you could still knock him out. But the thing is, like I said, you have to. Like I feel like you have to ha- add more to the entertainment portion of yeah. it. So, I'm so with you. Thing with the yeah. Or even yeah. if like you had Connor like throw a couple punches and like just barely miss and like um, have Tyson like grab hold of him or like grab the ropes yeah. or just like like fall to the ground to duck it. Or just just more entertainment than just a one quick, especially if you're gonna build it up to be a big fight feel, and then just a one sure. knock punch knockout. Granted, motherfuckers pay a hundred dollars just for three seconds of UFC. So, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I agree with what you guys are saying. I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. I think that I could have I could have done different stuff to make it a little bit more entertaining wrestling wise. I was really just trying to cap- capitalize off of the. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to be a really short moment. You know what I mean? It was like not yeah, so much yeah. a match or anything. And I I still feel like, like I said, I feel like he Tyson Kidd is in that Miz role right now where he can be elevated. He can work anywhere on the card at any point. And yeah. so I don't feel like it'll be that difficult to. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I got what you're doing. I think if yeah. anything, what you could have did instead, maybe have it just go one full round. Yeah, maybe do the cornerman yeah. shit. And when he comes out, maybe he dodges a punch, and he's hyped, and he's like, "Yeah, Sharon." Then he gets knocked the fuck out, and then yeah. the crowd's like eating it up at that point. But like I said, you just—I I just think of it yeah. from the entertainment portion of it. I, or, I get it. Or even if like he like you do the full round, he lands one punch on Connor, and like everyone's like shocked that he landed a punch and like he does the like celebration like t- and turns around right into a <laughs> of a one punch. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree. You're you guys are right. Um, next up is my main event. We've got the World Heavyweight Championship match, the singles match between Wade Barrett and Eddie Guerrero. Um, as we know, Wade Barrett cashed in his money in the bank to beat Roman Reigns, defended his title once against Roman, uh, and Eddie Guerrero won the what's the word? What's the title I'm looking for? The Royal Rumble. Um, to become the number one contender. Um, this is. It's a it's a good decently long match. It's like 15 20 minutes. Um main event style match. I know Kenny, I know you hate it, but it no, is. I'm listening out. I'm going to Eddie Guerrero. Uh yeah, Eddie Guerrero's doing Eddie Guerrero shit though. He's trying to I mean, he's bringing the best out of Wade Barrett cuz Eddie Guerrero pretty much has the best matches with everybody. Like when he fights whoever when they people go up against Eddie Guerrero, they put some of their best work out. Um, the, the build up to this is just basically Wade Barrett saying, expl- Wade Barrett's playing the, the Lex Luthor type heel where he's saying like, I'm not the toughest guy in the world. I'm not the, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, whatever. But I'm smarter than all of you. I I'm, you know what I mean? I use this. I'm between me. And then he has classy Freddie Blassie as his manager as well. Um, between the two of us, we will outsmart all of you. You know what I mean? Eddie Guerrero, you are a better wrestler than me, but I will walk out as the champion, blah, blah, Eddie Guerrero is saying that 
it's not possible. I'm that much better than you that I'm going to prove to the world that I'm the best wrestler in the world today. And I'm going to be the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, get to the match. It's the it's a back and forth uh, brawling. Um, Wade Barrett picks up the momentum after a low blow um, to keep him just give just to give him the the spot to really work Eddie Guerrero down. Um, he sets up for the bull hammer, but Eddie ducks it, and when he spins around, he gets caught with the he gets put into a suplex for the three amigos which is the triple rolling suplexes. Um, he Wade Barrett, or Eddie Guerrero then puts Wade Barrett in the camel clutch because as we know, Gory Guerrero, Eddie's dad invented the camel clutch. So it's one of his big moves. Um, puts him in the, he puts him in the camel clutch and, um, but Wade Barrett's not tapping. He's, he's trying to show his grit here. He's trying to show that he's a worthy champion still. Um, he's like, he's, he's not the toughest guy, but he's tough enough. Um, so Eddie breaks the hold and starts, uh, just fighting with him. You know I mean, ground and pound type stuff. And he climbs, climbs up the ladder, hits the frog splash and gets the pin for the victory. Um, go ahead. There's something I'm doing the same thing. John did. Uh, I'm going to give that a, I'm going to give it a four right okay. guy. One. And the way Barrett will be serviceable, Eddie will do Eddie things. But yeah, right guy won, and I think that that's an appropriate title reign for Wade Barrett. Uh, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm giving it four for dollar signs. Um, yeah, because I I was worried. <laughs> I, was, nah, I mean, but that's why I listen, especially when it's matched. Like I don't, I'm not a fan of Wade Barrett as a wrestler. Yeah, I like I like Wade Barrett as a character in ring. I hate him. I, I think it's you. terrible in the ring, but that's why I'm listening for the spot spots and shit and what, what they're gonna do in the ring. And I feel like Eddie Guerrero would have carried that match, but for sure, especially the way you had it set up, it it works. So yeah, I give it a four as well. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give it a four as well. I think it would be a really good match, um, mostly because Eddie. I do like Wade Barrett more than Kenny does, um, and but yeah, I think it would be a good match. So I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Um, moving on the Eddie Guerrero gets the title. You mean, he's doing the, he's crying in the ring. You mean like the boyhood dream type stuff. It's, it's looking, he's having a good time. Confetti's coming from the, the thing outcomes Chavo Guerrero. Um, they're celebrating, having a, having a time. They're doing it, all that good stuff. They go, they hug as soon they pull away from the hug and Chavo kicks Eddie Guerrero right in the balls. And Eddie hits the hits his knees and does the like the fall down, like holding on to you know when uh, Jericho yeah. did it to Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it's yeah. basically that. And Chavo is crying. You can see like he's filled with emotion. And he said, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eddie. I had to do what I had to do for my for the family." And he I starts be beating me. the hell out of Eddie Guerrero. And um, the Titan Tron lights up, and. It's Paul Heyman. He's got a neck brace on right now. And he's looking at, he's got, I mean, the, uh, like, bandages and all that stuff. He's looking, looking a fool. Like, you know how they'd be looking when they get beat up. And he says, uh, Eddie, 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 you know, no, no matter what the winner of this match was, I hate it. Neither you nor Wade Barrett are, are fit to be the world champion of my company. So, 
I always have to keep a couple options around. Since Roman Reigns couldn't cut it, I found someone who can. And the Briscoes come out and jump Eddie with Chavo Guerrero. They're all three jumping him. And then Scott Hall's music come, hits. And Scott Hall runs out, cashes in money in the bank, beats down Eddie, hits the razor's edge, and wins the title as the show closes with uh, the Briscoes, Chavo Guerrero, and Scott Hall celebrating as the new Dangerous Alliance. Huh. I want to start. uh, Go ahead. Because I feel like two separate good moments happened, and they were conglomerated into one, and it made both of them less good. Uh, Okay. Because I feel like pushing Chavo was a unique take. Uh, sure. Because Chavo had a, he had an ECW title run, but it was a total meme championship run. Like he had a Gulf of Mexico match for fuck's sake. Okay. Uh, so like <laughs> having him be a serious contender, like on Eddie's level, was adding something new to the feud. Eddie versus Chavo isn't new, but what you were doing was adding something new to something already good. Like you were doing a new take on Chavo. You're making him serious. So that could have been a good moment by itself with Chavo being that guy. But. You also had the Scott Hall thing, which without Chavo would have also been good. Like he's in the match. Paul Heyman sends the Briscoes, and then Scott Hall happens. You don't need Scott Hall and Chavo. I got Chavo as the mid card guy. I never saw Chavo as the Eddie Guerrero level. Yeah, that that was my mistake for y'all. But yeah, yeah. But like you, you presenting him in that light was interesting. Okay, what I mean, because him being a mid card guy to stable happened in La Familia. We've seen it before. But you presenting Chavo at that level, that there's a story to be told that hasn't been told yet. To be fair, there's a lot. You keep bringing up the uh, we've seen that before, we've seen that before. But like, there's we're all repeating stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. Criti- I'm not criticizing that. Okay. Like, I'm saying like you know Chavo in the mid card, whatever. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Chavo being presented as a big threat could have been unique, and I feel like that just kind of whiffed. And for the sure. Scott Hall thing to happen. Chavo wasn't needed to be there. Chavo okay. was just, he could have gotten his ass beat by the fucking uh, Briscoes and then Scott Hall come out. It but, was the shock factor for it. Cause yeah, like, yeah, it just wasn't it, it was the It was the end of the show. You expect Chavo to be out there with him, especially the way I've built the story. Yeah. So, but, that, yeah, I just feel like it was two potentially good moments conglomerated into one and it makes both of them less good. I'm going to give that a three. It okay. could have been like a four and a half if you just did one of them. And okay. either one, I would have liked both. I, okay. I, I, when I tell you, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I was right there with you. I was just like, ah, because him and Chavo would have been a great feud. Him coming out like that and turning on him would have been perfect because that point, in my opinion, even though you said you don't see him as a, Anything about I didn't, him when I was writing this angle, that. I didn't see him as that. That yeah. wasn't that was never my intention. I didn't even yeah, mean yeah. to present him as the guy. No, I no, thought no. Yeah, it was gonna be, it was gonna be almost instantaneous. That. I get what you're saying now, and looking at it, you guys are right. I just when I was presenting this, I just wanted to be I I didn't like the idea of it just being a tag team and a singles guy to begin with. I was looking for someone to add in there. And when I was able to restructure this with Scott Hall, I was like, I can add Chavo in here. It's the shock factor right right away for the turn. Yeah, but, but I get what you guys are saying. It's one of those things where, just like how John said, you have to they have to be separate, like because you can't sure. put them back to back. And the 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 it, I think it was perfect with Chavo doing that. 
So I feel like you could have, even though you didn't want to put him as the, t- the top guy, you could have put him as the top guy and started yeah. a feud right then and there with no, I him agree. being like, you know, you you never saw me uh, as the like, never saw the potential in me. I could have been world champion. You never let me get that shot. But I'm going to take it today. That kind of thing. Like I'm going to take it with yeah. my own hand. At that point, you would have could have had that, or you could have had this big moment get ruined by Scott Hall and Paul Heyman. But I, now, another thing about it, not to add on to John, I don't like Paul Heyman coming out there with a neck brace and bandaged up. He was, he was on the he was on the Titantron. He didn't come out. No, no, I'm saying just in general, I don't oh, like okay. him. Being, I don't like him being bandaged up. Okay, I don't. I feel like it's the same night he should be, if anything, showing signs that he's hurt, but not coming out with a neck. I mean, there's a, there's a, it's a, I mean, there's hospital or not hospital, but like there's paramedics and stuff there for that reason. I get what you're saying. It like makes it seem hokey. I get what you're saying, but you got to also think that that was four or five matches prior. So like, no, 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 no. I know that I'm saying, if anything, have him show something. You know, he's holding his neck. Like, you know what? Like, th- yeah. that, that was like, we see why he's holding his neck. But, like, when he's coming out on the neck brace already, it's like, damn. Like, yeah. it's like he just got beat up a little bit ago. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know. That's fair. I, my thoughts on it were it's been like two, two and a half hours since his, he got beat up. Yeah, he's sure. gotten some medical attention. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that was the middle of the card. This is the main, the, the final match. Like, no, that's I'm why not. I made sure to point out that, like, hey, these are longer matches. This is gonna take a little bit long. You know what I mean like this is? Yeah, I just feel like you're because, in my opinion, you put on a great show. It's not like I'm not shitting. On I appreciate your show. that. If you look at if you look at your show, like if you look at the ratings I have for your show, that it's pretty much nothing but fours and fours and and you know what I'm saying high three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five, four, yeah. four and a half, like that. I think I gave you a few fives in there too. You gave me a point five, but that's bullshit. Whatever. I mean, but that was that's because that match was ridiculous. But but like, but besides, <laughs> besides that shit show, everything this pay per view was a great it was a great pay per view. If I didn't, because I don't really watch pre shows anyway, so I would have been like, this shit is great. But it's just something little. I feel like you you put a John where you'll have something great and then you'll do something very end. To fuck it up, and we're like, ah, you had something there, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I'm gonna give you, um, I'm gonna give you a solid three. I don't, both ideas were great ideas, it was just the way you did them was sure. Weird. Okay, I agree with everything they said. I think if you were gonna do the travel thing, what you should have done was done the scout hall thing first, like have. Like Scott Hall come out, have them have the Briscoes come out to jump Chav or to jump Eddie. Have shit, um, Scott Hall coming out, like join the beat down, and then have Chavo come out like he's gonna help Eddie and then turn on Eddie <laughs> to help Scott if you were gonna do that. Um, because it did feel like we were gonna get Eddie and Chavo to start, but we aren't getting Eddie and Chavo. In the, I feel, adding, yeah. in the part about it, I had to do it for the family. Like, I feel like you got to dive in, delve into that, but I feel like you so, can't delve into that right away. Yeah, because we got to do the Scott Hall. You have to do you the Scott Hall. Well, thing. you couldn't delve into it right away anyway because it's the end of the pay per view and you're not going to be able to get that. So that's what's that's the hook to why did Chavo turn? The reason Chavo well, no, turned I'm, was, no, I'm Chavo saying, was you're allowed to do a cliffhanger. I'm saying what? later. I'm I saying you're allowed to do a cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm I had saying, a definitive result for my match. I'm saying that's, that's the difference. Future. I'm not you saying just, you just had two guys disappear. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean like delve into it on this. Epi- I don't mean delve into it on this episode. I just mean like the next following weeks aren't yeah. going to be focused on 
Eddie and Chavo. It's going to be focused on Eddie and Paul and it, Heyman. It's and... going to be focused on the whole the whole angle. The, the The reason Chavo did what he did is because Chavo's not making any money because he's an indie wrestler right now. Not doing he's a free agent. <laughs> so to be able to get get the money to be able to pay what he he was in the money in the bank match. He was trying to win that when he couldn't win it. Paul Heyman offered him the chance to hey, I'll give you a, a steady paycheck. I'll make you part of this roster. Like I'll make sure you you eat well, but you got to turn on Eddie. You got you got to help me get rid of Eddie. And he sat there. And he had to weigh it out. And he's like, "Look, I don't want to do this, but like my family comes first. Oh no, 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 I get I get that for sure. It's just the fact that it's a lot going on. At no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's got to be spaced out. It's got to be. That. I basically be I like this. yeah, I debuted two like people part of this <laughs> roster. Yeah, you did. Or part of the faction, not roster. Yeah, you did a little too much at once. So That's I'm fair. gonna give you a. I'm also gonna give you a three for that segment. Okay. That's fair. Actually, what did I what did I give John for his final segment? Three. You gave him a three. I'm gonna give you three point two five because it was a little better than John's <laughs> final segment. No, it was not. There was no hard truth. <laughs> we we was well, so we all gave him a three at the very end too. Because I entertained. But <laughs> it definitely uh, entertained me. I, I didn't see it coming. I did not see that shit coming at all. I didn't either. We have had a very long marathon, so that is uh Mine and Travis's programs for round four. Next week, we'll continue round four with the f- couple of our final four contestants. It'll be ECW and Evolve. ECW and Evolve ECW. next week. So it's probably going to be one show, to be honest with you, because they, they don't, they all use each other's talents. So yeah. it's going to be Evolve Championship use, Wrestling. You used a bunch of ECW people too. What the fuck? I didn't use a bunch of ECW. I didn't even use CM Punk. No, to be fair, to be fair, I, I would say I use and I use the Usos when I was, but that was in that first that pre-show match, which yeah. is supposed to be. It was which honestly, I tried to get people from all the brands except WCW to compete for the WCW title. Like that was the whole point <laughs> and, of that. And on, t- and on top of that, like, <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. By the way, just just saying. Oh, that. it was of course. It was supposed <laughs> to be. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's just ridiculous. All right. right. So before we wrap up, we have a few things that our guys would like to promote here today. Travi T, why don't you begin with that? All right. Um, I'm Primetime Travi T. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter at Primetime Travi T, P R I M E T I M E T R A V V Y T for Instagram and TikTok, and then P R I M E T I M E T R A V Y T for Twitter. Um, And that's really it. All right, bad Kenny. guy. All right. Last thing I want to say about your show is the fact that you use two different versions of me on your show. <laughs> I was going to say that. I use two different versions of me, too. Yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> you, had, <laughs> uh, you had me and you had all becomings on there. You had my, that, my Rick Roots uh, slash Velveteen Dream song. Uh, but um, yeah. this is nasty. Um, check me out on Bad Guy Spoken on all social medias. Um, my TikToks, you know, it's, it's, it's slowly, slowly getting up there. You know, we're trying to do our thing. Um, check me out on YouTube, Bad Guy, Bad Guy Spoken Podcast on YouTube. Check out Bad Guy Versus on Twitch and YouTube. And Monday Night's Game Night, where I play random game every Monday, where it's some kind of highlight video. I'm going to bring back Top 5. I'm probably going to bring back on uh, on TikTok. And um, check out our food shows as well. And a bunch of other shows I got with Travis, because me and him have, like, every show together. True. And D Money, what do you got for us? Uh, I be tweeting. Uh, follow me on the Twitters at the Money Colt, D A M O N E Y C O T, like the team. Go Colts. 
Go Lakers, gonna win the Super Bowl and the NBA Finals. Um, so uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter for football, wrestling, basketball, sports in general, politics, just in just random thoughts. Um, so yeah, I between. All right, gang. Uh, well, also, oh, follow. I figured the moment would do these plugs, but I got it. Uh, check out all our shows on t13media.com and then also get the ah. plug at or the, get the plug. You could get a plug get at organiclovin.com <laughs> with promo code T13, T1THREE uh, for 10% off your order. And then also get the energy to use that plug uh with at rep sports <laughs> r-e-p-p-s-p-o-r-t-s.com with promo code t13t1t-h-r-e-e uh for 15 percent off e raise energy on the bed makes <laughs> wow God. all right everybody this has been another installment of book it see you next week bye